attention, please. During every suspenseful moment of the running of the motion picture, the life of everyone in this theater will be insured by Lloyd's of London for $1,000 against death by fright. However, even Lloyd's of London will not grant coverage for any person with a known condition or for suicide by any member of the audience. Welcome to Resting Glitch Face, a They Came From Beneath the Sea actual play. This is Dorothy. I'm playing Valerie Watts. This is Shannon. I'm playing Bianca LaCleve. This is Sid, and I'm playing Juilliard Burton. All right, so this is a They Came From Beneath the Sea actual play. They Came From Beneath the Sea is a tabletop role-playing game of B-movie greatness. So we will be playing... Characters from the 1950s, and we'll, I'll go over a little bit of the rules set for you so that way – and also some of the other randomized stuff we will keep in the production so that way people can get like the full feel of what the game plays like. All right, so the basic mechanic of this game is you're going to use uh, an attribute and a skill, and that is the total number of 10-sided dice that you're going to roll to achieve whatever you're going to try to achieve. And – Eights and nines count as one success. Tens count as two successes. Okay? And I will set a difficulty based off of what you're trying to do. If it's relatively routine, it's going to be one. If it's pretty damn hard, it's going to be... into the St. Louis grid. Yeah, hacking into... In the 1950s, hacking into the, you know... Through Ma, a switchboard. Ma Bell, yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's going to Hang on, be... I almost have this punch card finished. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it's going to, you know, it can go, I think it can go all the way up to five, but that would be pretty epic. The other thing is, in addition to difficulty, I can also set a complication level. And what that means is, let's say you're trying to open a lock, right? That would fall under your larceny skill. Uh-huh. And then you would choose very, you know, I mean, you can generally it would go under like dexterity, but you could say, I'm, I'm going to just bust it open. I'm going to use larceny and, you know, might. But then let's say, OK, it's a it's a relatively easy lock. So it's going to be a difficulty one, but it's raining and there's a security guard nearby. So I'll say your difficulty to pick the lock is one, but the complication rating is two. So that means what you do is you roll your dice. And you determine what you buy off first. You can either buy off the complications or you can buy off the success. It, let's say you buy off the success, you get enough to buy off the success but not the complication, then the complication occurs even though you succeed. Mm-hmm. If you buy off the complication and not the success, you just fail. If you roll ones and no successes, then it's a botch. Yikes. Okay. All right. So now here's the, here's the next step of that. Okay. 
Failure isn't always bad. If you fail at something, you generate a rewrite. A rewrite is a community resource, a group resource that gets piled in the middle of the table. You can use rewrites for different things. You can use a rewrite to add dice to your dice pool. So one for one. The other use of rewrites are if it's an extended action or a complex action, what you can do is you can spend a rewrite to attempt again. So you get a reroll. So it's add dice to your pool or a reroll. The other and more fun use of rewrites is you can activate a cinematic. Ooh. And cinematics are goofy things that happen in B movies, like the set falls apart or the reel runs out. What uh, what we do is, as a group, we're going to draw five cinematic cards, and that will be the cinematics that you can activate. When you use a cinematic, your card, it gets replenished. So it's not like you're going to run out. Okay. It's just, these are the five to choose from for now, and if you use one, you get a new one. It encourages you to use your cinematics. Nice. Uh, the other bit of card stuff that we're going to do is what are called quips. Each character gets a certain number of quips, and that is um, generally come from your archetype, and we'll kind of go through what that means. Special bonus things happen when you mm -hmm. work when you that in there, right? Yeah. Yes. So the way quips work is as you're playing, you make a roll, and if you fail, you can activate your quip and say, I'm activating this quip. I think it's appropriate for this specific, you know, whatever I'm doing, and here it is. And then you do your quip, and the table votes if it's appropriate or not. <laughs> if yeah. it is it is deemed appropriate, you get a you get a dice bonus. And you and essentially your quips I think are there there to stay. That's the for the, the remainder of the game. If you can find Another use of the same quip, then you get it's called award winning and you get extra XP for it. Oh, nice. Okay, so we do keep these. Yes, you quips. do keep those. That all being said, and we'll kind of go over, uh, you know, anything that needs to be rehashed, we could always rehash it. But what we're going to do is each player character gets three quips, right? Mm -hmm. All yeah. right, so we'll start with Dorothy. Great. You are, what's your archetype? My archetype is everyman. Okay. And the everyman draws one quip from the why so glib pile mm -hmm. and one card from the quit your griping. <laughs> that sounds so me. And then you get another quip card from any ones you want. So there's please enjoy this great portent. There's, and before you pull that switch, why so glib? The flirtation, quit your griping, and vows, defiance, and tough talk. We're going to go with the flirty one. Okay, the flirtation. So those are your three quotations. It will not reveal what they are until it's in game time. No one gets to know. Yes. All right, Shannon, uh, what is Bianca? Mouth. All right, so uh, the mouth gets one draw from the why so glib and okay, all right, one from the flirtation, <laughs> and then you have a catchphrase people recognize. Oh no! Your catchphrase replaces one of your quip cards and is never shuffled back into the deck after use. After you've used your catchphrase once, the next time you use it in the scene, the scene does not become award-winning, but you still gain the die bonus as an action. And then I have to pick out what that catchphrase is? Well, yeah, it has to be used in character. 
now? Like No, you don't have to you can <laughs> think about it and then okay. you can just say that's my catchphrase. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I was hoping would happen. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm gonna try and help you with this, Shani. And then Sid, what is uh what is uh, Juilliard? Survivor. So the survivor draws two quips from the vows, defiance, and tough talk. Nice. And you get a third one from whichever <laughs> one you want. You know I got to take the flirtatious one. The flirtatious yes. one. Okay, now it's time for the cinematic cards. Oh, yeah. And we will reveal to the uh, audience what the cinematic cards are. Great. All right. So the first cinematic card is... Omniscient narrator. <laughs> Great. It, it costs two rewrites, and you yes, you essentially begin narrating the scene from your perspective, as if you know everything. Essentially, you become the you become the GM for the rest of the scene. Nice. The second cinematic card is scene missing. That one costs three rewrites, and you can only use it once per story. And we'll read what that essentially what that means if the card becomes appropriate. And you all can pass them around and read them and stuff like that. The third one is starring a full cast. Let's all pitch in. The fourth one is Twas Beauty Did Something to the Beast. Oh, geez. <laughs> and then the last one, Kill the Extra. Nice. How do we get stunts again? Uh, stunts is if you... All right, so if you roll a number of dice, right... And you overcome the difficulty and the complication. Anything extra are considered um, stunts. Oh, nice. So okay. if the if the difficulty is one, you don't have any complications, and you roll five successes, you end up with four stunt points. Just to use whenever. Well, you on use on that particular roll. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to start. Uh, because this is a one-shot, we're going to kind of do individual setup scenes, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a kind of cut to what's going on. Sure, yeah. Okay? For sure. Makes sense. All right, so uh, let's start it off with Juilliard, because you're to my right. Okay. All right, so Juilliard, you are sitting in a car. It's a Studebaker, and the driver is your friend, your, uh, what, what's the name of your anarchist friend? Oh, Ellie Ram. Ellie Ram, your anarchist friend is at the wheel. I can't believe Ellie's showing up in a not-canon episode before showing up in no, a canon episode. shift. Oh, I thought Ellie shift was the ballet owner. No. Oh. That's shift. Nice. So Ellie's uh, sitting there, and she's got, like, a black stocking cap on, you know, and, like, a black uh, black turtleneck, black stocking cap. And domino mask. Little, yeah, domino mask. And uh, she kind of looks over her shoulder at you and says, uh, how are you going to get in? Hmm. Well, that's a puzzle and a half. But I was thinking, what if I just walked in through the front door? She looks at you. How are you dressed? What, what, what time of day is this? Uh, you tell me. What time of day is it? Let's say evening. So okay. close to close. All but right. not. Ex- but it's. I'm not breaking and entering at this point. If you're going to be one of those, we have five minutes to close and you walk through the door to do your shopping? Yup. <laughs> okay. All right. So how are you? It's, not- it's like half an hour till close. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's wearing also a black turtleneck and a black skirt that goes down uh, just past her knees, like to her calves, and then some little patent black pumps. And uh, she's got her hair pulled back tightly. 
Okay. So she she looks normal-ish. All right. So Eleanor decides that she she's she's like, okay, front door it is. And she just pulls around the corner and, you know, pulls up to like the street and then the cross traffic. There's not even really a break in the cross traffic. She just pulls into the cross traffic and pulls right in front of the J.C. Peabody's department store. Okay. So Juilliard grabs her purse and says, well, wish me luck. She says, good luck. And she she starts pulling off even before you, like, fully get out the door. So the door okay. just kind of slams on its own. Yeah. It seems about and right. And just, like, peels off. And you see that uh, there's a doorman standing there as, you, like, as you're walking up. And he looks at the card pulling away and then looks at you. And he's, you know, he's dressed in a suit mm-hmm. and has a hat on. And he steps forward and he holds out his hand as if to help you into the door. But it's just a few steps. Okay. Uh, she's going to clutch her purse a little tighter. Okay. And kind of look at him, just like... All right, he says, welcome to J.C. Peabody's, ma'am. Thank you. And he opens the door for you. You have a nice evening. You as well, ma'am. And he tips his cap. She's going to stride in, but she's going to try to remember his face. Okay. And And you are now... So you walk into J.C. Peabody's, and Mm -hmm. the ground floor is mostly cosmetics and uh, women's apparel. And you see every little, like, almost every 30 feet, there is an attendant standing there. And there's uh, several women uh, attendants at the cosmetics counter. Okay. Uh, She's going to stride up to one of the cosmetics counters. All right. And uh, the woman behind the counter, you see her, like, not so discreetly looks at her watch. And then she looks at you and she says, yes, ma'am. How may I help you? I'm sorry, I don't mean to take up your time, but is there some kind of event going on here? All right, she looks at you kind of puzzled, and she says, uh, event, ma'am? There's—I didn't expect quite so many people here at this time of night. Oh, well, we are still open. Are You mean— The rest of the attendants. She looks around, she says, oh, no, um, the— J.C. Peabody, and she kind of goes into this, like, uh, rote spiel of the J.C. Peabody experience is that each one of our guests must be treated with the utmost respect. And it is the policy of the Peabody family that each guest should have an attendant to see to their needs at every possible location. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. You see there's a little bit of relief on her face as she says, you have a good evening. You too. And she's going to stride off and she's she's not quite power walking, but she's walking quickly. Okay. In any particular direction? Uh, she's a woman on a mission. She's going to walk over to the shoes okay. section and she's going to start just kind of looking while she, because obviously she wasn't expecting quite so many people to be here and for them to be paying quite so much attention to her. Mm-hmm. So she's going to look at some shoes and reformulate her plan. All right. And as you're like looking, you don't, you get like two shoes into your brows Mm -hmm. and you hear a behind you and you see a man in a very just plain suit has a name tag that says Jasper on it. And he says, may he just looks at you, kind of looks you up and down and he looks at your feet for a moment and you see his eyes get a little big and he says, size nine. How'd you know? He says, it's my business, ma'am. It's my business. So she holds up some pumps because, of course, she's looking at black pumps because mm-hmm. that's all she wears. And she says, 
Do you have any of these in my size? He looks at them and he says, uh, yes, ma'am, of course we do. And then he looks at you and he says, just uh, between you and I, mm-hmm. we have just got in a new shipment of Italian leather pumps just in your size. And I think I have one pair left. Hmm, Sounds a little naughty. Let's do it. All right. He says, I'll be right back. And you see him walk off. Uh, let's do a, let's see, for a perception that would probably be cunning. Mm-hmm. And what uh, what skill you think would that um, be? I would say, could I do... I don't know what integrity means. Oh, that's right. One. We need yeah. to talk about that. You never what told us integrity. You never told us what anything meant. What the it seems hell like does I integrity have do? Three of them. All right. So integrity it represents your training and experience at being loyal, sticking to one's beliefs and moral code, and avoid being misled. Okay. A character with integrity skill is good at recognizing and resisting attempts to influence her. This skill also comes into play when a character is undercover and needs to hide her true intent or feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes more sense then. Um, so I think it could either be integrity or maybe survival if we're talking about just spatial awareness. Because she's trying to act casual is the big thing here. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think she's going to – I'm going to use integrity. Okay. Because she's looking around casually. I mean... <laughs> All right, so you're doing you're doing uh, cunning. Oh, yeah, let's – Yeah, uh, cun- the, the... cunning and integrity. Okay. Now, cunning is – Cunning covers mental tasks requiring speed and precision. Notice details quickly, multitask, things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's see how I do. Dice. That's a nine. I did get one success. One success is all you needed. All right, so as... uh, as he's you, you had handed him the the pumps that you were originally. Do you have these in my size? And you see him. He puts them back in the box that you had put them in. And when he does so, you see he has a very unique charm bracelet on underneath his uh, cuff-linked shirt. Okay, gotcha. And has he walked away, or has he just turned? Uh, he away? well, no. I mean you. That's up to you. Uh, do you wait for it? You just let him walk away or, or, I mean, it's up to you. Do I get the impression that he was like going to the back to grab something? Yes. Okay, cool. Then in that case, uh, she's going to use this time to look around and see if she can find, uh, figure out where the closest stairs are. Okay. To the downstairs. All right. So, yes. Uh, you also get the impression just basically with your one success, he is heading to the back. You get the impression that he's not quite on the level and that maybe he's probably going to give you like he thinks that you're a sucker and he's gonna this isn't real italian leather it's probably something else absolutely not so last season yeah no she she fully knows this uh okay cool so yeah do i see any stairs yes there is a staircase and it's clearly marked you know Mm -hmm. staircase to level two which is menswear Mm -hmm. um and you can you can see the sign, you know, up you're hanging from the ceiling, you know, menswear, and mm-hmm. it shows us. Uh, and then there's also an elevator. Gotcha. Okay, she's gonna wander off towards the elevator. Okay. And when she gets to the elevator, what what does she see there? Is there is there a G level? Or something well you st- you ring the there's a it's an old time mm-hmm. elevator so you you know it's like with the the, the, the bronze the bronze doors nice. and everything and you you push the button and you hear a buzzer go eh. wait hang on she pushes the button it's not an attendant well they're to uh, to announce to the attendant inside oh god damn it so um you push the button eh, 
and you hear an elevator starting to descend. And that's when we cut to Val. Hey. All right, Val. It's almost the end of the day, and you're at the uh, – what, what is Val's job? What, what do you do? She's a switchboard operator. She's a switchboard operator mm-hmm. where? At J.C. Peabody's. Oh, J.C. Peabody's. what a coincidence. <laughs> J.C. Peabody's, how may I direct your call? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's almost the end of the day. It's like, you know, it's, it's evening time. It's like 10 till 6. Mm-hmm. And the switchboard has been pretty crazy today, as it usually is. And the executive level, you know that there are some, uh, most of the executives left around five. But you know that um, there is, in there's a conference room up on the top floor. And you know that um, Mrs. Dilks, who is the personal assistant of Dr. Laclede, is there and is arranging some sort of a, you know, is has been calling down and making sure, like, there was a catering delivery and... Uh, a couple of other deliveries made, and the delivery men were taken directly up to this conference room. So you know that there are people still, you know, like arranging the conference room upstairs. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, you're there till close with Myrtle and Patty. Uh, there hasn't been really any calls other than when the uh, when the delivery guys uh, from Hireman's Market called and said, you know, they they're downstairs and making their delivery. So. Both Myrtle and Patty are kind of sitting there, and there hasn't been any real calls. So Myrtle leans over to Val and says, Valerie. Why, yes, Miss Myrtle. I think I'm going to just go ahead and cut out early. It's like 10 minutes early. I mean, yes. Don't you have to get back to the hubby? Well, no. Tonight is bowling night, so no. Oh, I forgot it was bowling tonight. But uh, Patty's coming over, and we're going uh, to have martinis. Are you coming? I'd love to, but somebody's got to stay here and plug these switches. You work too hard, girl. You work too hard. Well, I mean, you know my mother. And they look at each other and they go, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Tell Maureen we say hi. Of course I will. And that's when you hear your mother's voice. Tell me what? And you see Maureen is now standing in the doorway. Oh, good evening, mother. And where are you two girls going? And Myrtle kind of says, oh, uh, we were just stepping out for a smoke. Mom, I don't see why they can't leave just the 10 minutes early. I'm staying late to help cover whatever needs to happen with whatever's going on upstairs. All right, Maureen looks at the two of them and just says, that'll be 10 minutes docked off of your pay. Oh, Mom, come on. Cut them some slack. I don't make the rules, Valerie. Go on, you two. You wanted to cut out early and do God knows what. Come on, Ma. Don't be a stick in the mud. Just let them let go. It's- They're going. But it's Friday night. It's not like anything else is really going on. And like I said, I'm staying to cover the switches. And you're staying till 7 because I need somebody to stay until 7 because there's an event going on upstairs just in case somebody calls. That's a little short notice. I'd kind of like to tell Jake. What you tell your whatever he is is not my business. Mother, we've been over this. The term is fiancé and you better get used to it. He didn't knock you up, did he? No! I have sense. Is that what they call it these days? She just rolls her eyes. And I better not hear any more of that rock and roll coming from your room. Oh, um, correction. Val does not listen to rock, uh, rock and roll. Oh, she whatsoever. doesn't? Okay. No, she absolutely listens to Big Band, because Dot loves Big Band. Okay. Then back it up. You better give me back my Benny Goodman albums. And there better not be a scratch on them this time. 
No promises. And she like scratches the back of her neck like I just did. <laughs> All right. And she just kind of, and she like turns and then you hear her stomping down the hallway with her, you know, reinforced uh, shoes. <laughs> her clogs. Her clogs, yes. <laughs> and as soon as she walks down the, the, the hallway, you hear her kind of slam the door to the secretary pool. <laughs> One of the lights goes off on the switchboard. Well, plugs in the switch. JC Peabody's, how can I direct your call? I'd like to speak to the most beautiful woman at the department store, please. <laughs> um, how you doing, baby cakes? <laughs> Hang on, just let me transfer you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, please, yeah, let me, let me <laughs> transfer you. Let me transfer you to Maureen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you know you're not supposed to call when I'm on. Um, I know. Uh, is your mom still there, or did she leave for the day? She just left the room, actually. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, are we still on for tonight? Hate to break it to you. There's apparently something going on with the bigwigs upstairs, and I gotta stay late tonight. Um, what do you mean, something going on? I don't know. I keep... I keep forwarding calls for all of this catering and all these different, like, party equipment type things, so... I guess they've got something going on on the top floor. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Mrs. Dilks has been calling down like every 10 minutes. Dilks? Really? Yeah. Hey, um, are you, so you're staying extra? Yeah, I probably till about seven. Can you take a smoke break? I don't see why not. All right. How about I meet you out back in about 15? Perfect. I'll bring the car. <laughs> God. <laughs> you know that he just bought a new car. Yes. I told you no necking in the back alleyway. I'm... My mom caught us last time. All right, you can almost see his hand like puffing up the side of his hair as he says, No promises. Oh jeez. <laughs> Golly. In a in a perfect Valerie mimic. <laughs> Golly, what am I gonna do with you? Okay, I'll meet you out back in 15. Do you want me to bring you any sliders or anything? Sure. All right. You know what I like. Oh. Yep, fry it burger. We didn't... Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't establish what Valerie was wearing. Oh, yes, Valerie, what yeah. are you wearing? So she typically likes to wear... More of like the pencil skirt fashion. So she'll wear like a solid or striped color sweater with like a black or gray pencil skirt and just some, you know, nice pumps. Okay. And she keeps a, um, so back in, back in my day, right. um, they had these little hair accessories called streaks and they were little wefts of hair that were like different colors. Mm -hmm. So along like one of her temples, however she has her hair styled, she has like a pink or a purple streak. What color is her hair? So her hair color is actually a very pale like white blonde. So as as you get off the, you you disconnect with uh, Jake, you hear someone knocking at the door and it's Penelope, one of the newest secretaries. And she's standing there and she's wearing a very conservative button top blouse with a very high neck and a blue jean skirt that goes down to her feet. And her hair is really long and braided. And she says Valerie, I was wanting to ask you a question. Of course, Penny. How can I help you? Um, 
I was wanting to know, and then she kind of looks around and she steps in and closes the door and she says, has anybody said anything about Jerry? And then you see her, she like sits down in one of, like in uh, in Myrtle's chair. And as she's sitting there, you see her kind of like her hand sh- shaky and she sets a f- nice, crisp $1 bill on your uh, console. Val's got some back alley deals going. Nice. Um, Val, very like just swiftest of fingers pockets the dollar which which jerry are you referring to miller jerry miller we were supposed to go out last weekend but he uh he didn't show up oh jerry that's right that's right um is he in men's accessories Uh uh-huh yeah yeah right 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 okay well if i remember correctly you said last last friday last saturday last saturday sorry last saturday i think that well no bowling is on fridays hmm all right and she you see her just kind of sitting there and then she like reaches into her purse and pulls out another dollar and sets it on the table (laughs) she pockets the next dollar um you know it's just starting to ring a bell i think last saturday I think maybe one of the other higher ups in the like one of the other managers in the men's department might have pulled him aside to talk to him about something. So I think that Friday, one of the other managers in the men's department may have pulled him aside. So maybe he ended up having to come in on a Saturday and do some reshelving or stocking or something like that. Oh, so he's not seeing somebody else. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. She sits there for a moment and you see her reach her hand into her purse again and she starts counting change and she sits down a dollar's worth of change. Val pushes the coins back to her and says, I only deal in paper, dear. I prefer not to jingle, but I can tell you, I don't believe he's seeing anybody. Oh, that's a relief. Well, thank you, Valerie. I appreciate it. I will just, as a word of advice, showing a little more than an ankle might catch his attention. All right, she says, oh, and you see her kind of like, almost as if those words just kind of physically hurt her. And she goes, yeah, um, I'll think about it. Thank you. Thank you. And you can tell that she just wants out of this room. As she's walking out the door, I'd be happy to lend you any of my closet anytime you need. Thank you. And she walks out. And right before you're, you know, you looked at your watch and you're like, oh, you know, Jake should be here in about five minutes. Knock, knock, knock on the door again. Door opens up and you see Jerry. He says, oh, hey, Val. Well, Jerry. And he, you see him reach. He like uh, reaches out into his pocket, puts a five dollar bill on the uh, on the table. Fuck says, yeah. I'll see you next week. And closes the door. All right. So you figure it's time to uh, go take your smoke break. Mm-hmm. So you switch it to busy mm-hmm. and then uh, step outside. And as you walk out, you see Jake Boggs leaning up against his shiny new Cadillac convertible. Hell yeah! My man's What's... got a fucking ride! What's Jake look like? Uh, Tell Jake... us how plain looking he is. <laughs> Jake looks like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and he's, so yeah, he's, uh, but you know, he's playing it off as if he's street. Mm-hmm. So he's got like, jeans that are rolled up at the bottom. He's got tennis shoes, white t-shirt. Yes. Um, He's got a jacket on because it's a little chilly out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to ask what time of year it is. I literally was just about to say, what Um, time of year is it? It is... It's December 6th, isn't it? Yeah, it should say on your character sheet. Val has a nice faux leather coat on. And he's he's smoking a cigarette. And uh, as you come walking out, his hair is like greased. Oh, jeez. In a pompadour. 
he takes a drag off his cigarette and he says, uh, you want some fries with that shake? And he just smiles. She just beams. I just heard that one when I was uh, getting the burgers. <laughs> she just beams at him and is like, oh, Jake. <laughs> no, for real, though, I did get you a shake. <laughs> yes. Man of my dreams. <laughs> he, like, holds out the shake in its cup and you see it has two straws. She goes to take a sip of the shake and, like, looks up through her lashes at him. All right, and he says, um, you know I'm working on a story, right? You're always working on a story. Yeah, well, okay. So you said that uh, he ashes his cigarette, takes another big drag off of it, and he says, so Mrs. Dilks is upstairs, huh? Well, you see, one of my informants said that uh, she's been getting very special dietary things, like, you know, like rich people food, caviar and whatnot. Val reaches down to his hand and takes the butt of the cigarette and takes a drag herself. I mean, yeah, you know how these people are. Well, remember what you told me? Which part? Artie kind of looks around. He says, you know, about the Russian. She looks over her shoulder a little bit and up the other side of the alleyway to see if anybody's walking by. She's, Jake. No, no, I'm serious. If, if we could prove that, you know, old man Laclede was a communist. She takes another long drag of his cigarette and, like, flutters her eyes, like, rolls her eyes or whatever. Jake, I I only hear so much. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we could, you know, you could get me upstairs and we can see who's there. Maybe take a picture or two. Do you have your pass badge with you? Well, yeah, of course I always do. And I got my camera. And he kind of pats the boot of the car. She takes a sip of her shake. In and out. Ten minutes. We'll have to wait until my mom leaves. Because if she sees you, she'll know something's up. Okay. Also, you really need to start warming up to her. Otherwise, this wedding is going to be awkward. Well, I mean, I try, but she's always down my throat about stuff. I mean, just because I write for the Globe and she's a post person, it's like... What does that even... You know, What, what difference does that make? Just because I, I, I write about... You know, who might be a communist? You know, that kind of thing. Well, you know after the war she's sensitive to all of that. Yeah, I know. Just have a little complacency when it comes to her. Complacency? Just let it roll off your back. Just, you know, I know deep down that your opinion matters and that your perspective and your point of view is important. But to my mother, it's her way or the highway. She's so, I don't know, old thinking, you know? She's not progressive like you and I are. Imagine having to grow up with her. Yeah, I know. I I, I feel for you. All right, well, I'll wait out here, and then how about you just uh, come open the door whenever she's gone? Or you could let me in now, and I can just hide somewhere. Or, and he kind of looks up, and you see the fire escape. He says, you could always lower the fire escape. Well, lower the fire escape for now. But hang out out here. I might be able to get the new bellhop kid to come get you when I'm ready for you. All right. That sounds good. Okay. And I'll get my I'll get my gear out of the back, and he, he walks around to the back of the car. After Jake walks around to the trunk of the car before she, like, as she's holding the door open, she, like, points at her cheek, like, leans her chin out and points at her cheek at him. Oh, to get a peck on the cheek? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, of course he gives you one. Mm-hmm. He's like, see you later, babe. Oh, dear. All right. Now we're going to cut to Bianca. So, you were at home, mm-hmm. 
My parents' house. At your parents' house. Yeah. And your uncle Claude, your dad's brother, but he also drive. He drives. He he's really into sports cars. Mm-hmm. So he's been working on a uh, like a vintage roadster. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like 1920s, you know, like Dragula. And he comes. Uh, he comes walking in, and he's like, uh, "Hey, I just got a phone call from your uh, from your mom. She wants you at the department store." Why? I don't ask her these questions, you know. I mean, that's fair. So you want a ride, kid, or you know, skateboard there? What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, give me a ride. All right. Well, you're gonna have to put on a hat or something because I don't have a top and it's cold as shit. Okay. I go and I get a coat and a hat. All right. Actually, I get a, a, a scarf, like a head scarf. All right. As you're getting your head scarf and stuff, you start to hear like rock and roll music coming from across the hall. Zaley, that better not be my record. All right, you hear a <laughs> scratch. No, Azalea. I go in, and it was the it was the new little Richard too. I barge into the room. All right, she's you see her. She's in her poodle skirt and she's uh, lounging on her bed. And she had the record player sitting on the bed. And when you come in, she just kind of like bounces back, and she's wearing uh, one of those uh, black and white shoes. Uh, Buster saddle shoes. Saddle Saddle shoes. shoes. She's got you know it's like she's got her saddle shoes on and she kind of jumps off the bed and you see her her record player just kind of goes boink and flips and boom. I'm gonna try to catch it. Okay, this will be an athletics plus dexterity. All right. Unless you have a different idea. Uh, no, that sounds good to me. Okay. That's at least two tens. Oh, Oh, that's all that is. (laughs) Just. Two tens. That's uh, four. That's four successes, and you only needed one, so you generate uh, three stunts. There might not be anything that's like applicable at this point. No, that's fine. Doesn't have to. You don't have to use stunts. I'm gonna take natural empath. Okay. This is just for the scene, though. Yeah, but we'll, we'll roll it into the next scene because it's just a wherever you're going. All right, cool. Emotions of all kind flood your senses in ways you have never been able to understand. Characters with this stunt gain plus two dice to intellect rolls involving emotion or discerning. That doesn't really make sense. Does it have to make sense? No. Okay. No, it, this is a B movie. It doesn't have to make sense. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, so yeah, I'm going to take that. So you save the record. You save the record player. So all right, she's like she's like cowering behind the bed now. She's like, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. Isaiah, this is exactly why I don't let you listen to my records anymore. It's like, well, mom won't let me buy my own. Use your allowance. No, she won't allow it in the house. How am I getting mine in there? <laughs> Never mind. I same know how. Way you, <laughs> same yeah. way you. Same way Bianca does everything. Sneaky. <laughs> uh, what record do you want? I want your new Elvis. Wait, hang on. I take a look. Is the record scratched? Uh, yeah, it's like deep scratched. Oh. Uh, how about you get this one? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, but that one's going to skip. Yeah, it's a good lesson. Now you sound like dad. (laughs) Don't scratch my stuff. Fine. Whatever. You're fine. Stay out of my room. I'm going to go back to my... You're such a drag. (laughs) Bianca just rolls her eyes at that and leaves Azalea's room and goes to her own room. And she's going to booby trap her room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I booby trap my door. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce three rewrites into the pool. Oh, yeah, because I rolled really well. No. Oh. 
Uh, Those only come from failures, failures. babe. Oh, right. But I'm introducing three rewrites because I'm taking over part of the narrative. And what we're going to say is that they put in the wrong reel. So on a reel change, they put in the wrong reel. (laughs) And we're going to cut to all three of you. And you're in the basement of the J.C. Peabody department store. Jake is there and also your Korean War vet. Aha, nice. So there's no explanation as to why he's even there. What the fuck? That's fine. <laughs> so what what is your what is your Korean uh, oh, war vet's name? My Korean war vet's name, uh his name is Herbert Caesar. Yes. <laughs> my boy. My boy. Yes. He's here. Yes. I love let, it. Couldn't let you have all the fun. No, I love that. <laughs> So the five of you are in a room. Herbert's got his back to the door, and he's like, I don't know how much longer we can hold him off. What do we have in the room? Did anyone besides me and you, Herbert, did anyone else bring anything to defend themselves with? Hang on. This is important. So earlier, Bianca was wearing a button-up blouse with, like, a big collar, and it was, like, buttoned all the way to the top, and it looked very fancy and, and, and posh. And um, a really poofy wrap skirt. And now she has the same top, but she has pants on because she wears pants underneath her skirts and takes them off <laughs> <laughs> whenever she can get away with it. 100%. And, and also, like, three of the buttons are undone Ooh. and it's, like, loose. Here, I'll show you. I'll little, show you the picture. Mm-hmm. I'll show you the picture of the girl. The cleave is cleaved. It's not I super cleaved because no, she I doesn't know. have boobs. But yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I should also mention that although Juilliard is covered almost wrist to ankle, her waist is cinched. So there's nice. This is not a conservative outfit. Leaving nothing to the imagination. Nothing. (laughs) Yes. You know exactly what she's working with. I love that. Yeah. All right. So Herbert's got his back to the door. And um, he's, you see he's got a, uh, like a a shiner and he's got a little blood coming out Uh. of the side of his lip. And he's like, and he's all disheveled. He goes, I don't know. This is, it's a janitor's closet. It's got to have something. Here. And I hand Juilliard a mop. And she takes it and kind of twirls it around a little bit because she can do that shit. She's an action star. <laughs> she says, okay, this will work. Wait, we're in a closet? Yeah. It's a, okay. Well, it's like a janitor's, like a janitor's room. Okay. Know? But there's no other doors. Uh, no, no, there's just like a, there's like a window set cause you're in the basement. So there's like a, there's like a little bit of street light coming in from a, a very small window. All right. I'm going to use a rewrite. Okay. What about the service access hatch? We can get out that way and go up into the main building. So you look up and there's a, there's a, there is a service access hatch up there. Um, it's super locked, obviously. Right. So, and then Jake, he's like sitting there and he's like trying to count on, it's like he's trying to figure something out and he's like, I don't exactly know what the hell those things are. I mean, what's wrong with their eyes? They're glowing. Val takes this opportunity to look directly at Bianca. I don't know. They're your employees. They're your coworkers. But clearly I don't have anything wrong with me. Yet. Oh, are you going to put some kind of spell over me? No, I think it's a poor person thing. It's probably the water they're Whoa. drinking. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. Can we please stop arguing? Someone give me a boost. Wait, I thought you were defending us. Who else is going to pick the lock? Me. Oh, my. Someone give B a boost then. 
I'll reach into my purse and toss you my lock picking kit because I've got one on me because I was doing crime. And I say, go, get to it. Okay. I'm going to climb up there. Okay. If, uh, if you're climbing I'm gonna up there. Climb, I'm going to climb up there on Val's shoulders. <laughs> Val's not really built that? for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's shelving, so you can small. climb up on the shelves. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. All right, so this is the way we're going to do this. All right, so it's a it's a service hatch. Now it's not it's meant to put a, a ladder there, but there's no ladder in here. So you're going to have to climb up the shelving, and you're going to have to try and pick the lock that way. So I'm going to make the difficulty two, but I'm also going to make the complication two. Okay, what's cunning? Uh, what's cunning do? Yeah. Uh, how how can I convince you to let me use cunning? <laughs> oh. I got to know what these things do so I can uh, Cunning covers mental tasks requiring speed and precision. Oh. The ability that can work. to notice details quickly, multitask and spot a strange irregularity on the surface of the ocean. That seems about right. Yeah, I could use that. Okay. You're using that to do what? Cunning and larceny to pick the lock? That's fine. All right. I got two successes. All right. So do you want to buy off the which which means you can either buy off the complication or you could buy off the success. So you can succeed with a complication or you could fail without complication. I'm gonna succeed with a complication. Because if you fail without a complication, you get a point. I wanna succeed so that Juilliard doesn't judge me so hard. So All right, so you <laughs> succeed enough. you're succeeding with the complication then? Okay. Yeah. All right. So you succeed with complications. So what you end up doing, you pick the lock, mm-hmm. right? But the complication is that the shelving that you're like hanging on to mm-hmm. gives way and you fall. Okay. So you're going to take damage from it because you're going to fall onto the ground and then you're going to have a shelf fall on you. You can still roll your uh, your resistance for it. Okay. But that's what that's what's going to happen. So. Essentially, what what I'm going to look for is you're going to I'm going to roll four dice, and mm-hmm. you're going to take a base one damage, right? Unless I roll, and well, you you can you can soak them all okay. up, but and then any successes I get will be additional damage added to you. Okay, just like always. All right, so that's total of three damage. Okay, my defend can be Dex plus athletics. That's defending yourself against an attack. Mm-hmm. What you're doing right now is actually just soaking damage, but I'll give you the plus one dice for the soaking of okay, damage. Okay, so what's soaking damage? Soaking damage is, all right, so you, you have a damage rating of three, okay? You can do uh, one of two things. You can try and shrug it off or just take it, which is accepting the damage. If you decide to shrug it off, roll the appropriate resistance attribute, usually stamina, just the attribute, mind you. There is no skill associated with it. Each success from this roll reduces the damage rating by one. Okay. And you said I get my bonus for keep your hands off me? No. That doesn't really make sense. That doesn't make sense. So, no. You just get your your stamina dice. Okay. Um, That is a no successes. Okay. So, you take three points of damage. You have ten hit points. Okay. All right. So, for the way um, damage works is that one through three, it's just a flesh wound. Your character is scratched, bruised, or otherwise superficially hurt. But you actually get something for this. Cool. All right, so it's just a flesh wound. So you it's uh, you have three dots in, in wounds right now, right? Out of your ten dots that you have. Yeah. Once that level is filled, all dice pools that fall within your character's archetype gain one die. So all of your, like, manipulation, because you're a mouth. Mm-hmm. So which, which skills are those? Uh, 
this is you are a mouth so that is going to be uh skills command empathy larceny and persuasion okay so all of those are plus one now plus one die just from getting a flesh wound nice nice all right so boom so this this uh hatch door opens up and it's just kind of hanging there. But the shelving that got you up there is now all over the floor. And, all over me. And all over you. Everybody else had to, like, jump aside. I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. It's just a flesh wound. Bianca, My, what kind of nonsense? I, this was fine. This was great. You ready to go up? Come on. Here's a leg up. But, like, my arm... It looks hurt. How about how about this? How about you go first, and I'll boost you. That's great. Okay, sounds good. I'm on board. All right, I'm gonna try to start boosting people up. Now, here's another thing. Look mm-hmm. at the bottom of your where it says relationships. Yes. That's the number of extra dice you get when doing something Ooh. with somebody. Okay, yeah, I get, I I get two extra dice for you. I get two for you, girl. Ooh. Okay, cool. Because and what what is that? What it says you are? Uh, I am an old friend <laughs> yeah. of Bianca's. Besties for the resties. You know it. All right. So if this is, let's go ahead and do might and athletics, and then my two extra dice for being friends. Okay. So then it makes it a total of seven. I say, okay, let's get you up here. Cute pants, by the way. Oh, thanks. Looks real spiffy. All right, that's a lot of successes. Five, five successes. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so did. five successes. Good. So you essentially just kind of hoist, yeet. yeah, you yeet her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just take a look. And the stunt works for the rest of the scene? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and do fighting retreat because when I'm making an athletics roll, survivors with this stunt may simultaneously make a normal attack while moving at their full speed with no additional difficulty or complications due to the movement. Okay. Uh, I figure that's going to come in handy in about mm-hmm. five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. All right. So you go, you yeet her up and it's like the, the camera cuts to the next level. Which is, this was like a maintenance storage area, and then uh, the level above this is more of a, like the cafeteria area, and this little hatch goes thump, thump and opens up. And oh, then, I thought we were going to be in like service vents. You would think that just by the way this, um, the, by the way this is arranged. But it's a B-movie. But it's a B-movie. So, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so in the middle of the floor, in this cafeteria, this trap door opens up in the middle, and then you all you see is little Bianca go... And just like go straight up in the air and then land on your feet uh, just outside. It was shot by her jumping on a trampoline. Yes, exactly. You were jumping on a trampoline through this hole and then dunk and land. Yes. And the home. It was either shot on a trampoline or it was shot in reverse. There's there's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of like, which one was it? You know, fans are conflicted. The door. So in the in the last scene, the door was open inside, and now it's open outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's yeah, two yeah. completely different doors. Like it was a metal door, and now it's a wood door. Right. Of course. Of course. Right. You go boing, and now you're. Uh, you're up on this uh, on this next floor. All right. And then Juilliard laces her fingers and she says, all right, dolls, who's next? Valerie? Come on. Yeah, I guess. 
I'm ready to catch. All right. And um, you hear, I'm going to add, so this, it's going to throw Valerie up there. It's just going to be one success, okay. uh, but I'm going to add two complications. Two complications. Great. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I get one extra dice one for, uh, for Valerie. Oh, you, uh, you're, what, what's Valerie at say? She's friendly. Oh, you're friendly with her. Friendly, just the one. When you uh, when you use your relationship, you don't have to use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do use it, you use it once per scene, and you can you don't have to use all of it. So if it's you know if you have two points with Bianca, Ooh, then you can use just if you're like you know what I really want to do this, and I and Bianca's my my friend, I'm going to use one of the dice with her. Okay. So when can you use the your quips again? When you fail. Man. Okay. Well, I'll. Let's go ahead and see how I do. So that's going to be same thing though. Uh, might and do I also uh, have to roll like my ability to be hold my balance and be hoisted? Um. Yeah. Yeah. You. Uh, you can. You can definitely do that. Okay. I think I actually rolled one too few dice last time. Okay. Because I did bad math. I didn't do math good. Okay. Um, nobody. Nobody ever mathed before. I'm rolling eight dice okay. now because I have three might, four athletics. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna go for it, I'm just, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and use the relationship. Why not? Okay. I'm just gonna use my dexterity. Are you sure relationship isn't something that's always active? Because like I have a minus one. Why would I ever take <gasps> that? Oh, just kidding. It says whenever a character acts within acts in line with her attitudes towards another character to force him into a greater action I by chiding or encouraging, character gains a number of dice equal to the at- attitude's intensity. You may choose to add the dice to a roll you make during the scene. If you have more than one uh, added die, you do not have to use them all at once, but they do go away at the end of the scene. You can only invoke a, re- a relationship with a character in this way once per game. Oh, All shit. other social interactions utilize the character's attitudes. So it's just the ones per game, then. Yeah. Well, can we undo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. So with Val, I rolled three, which would be enough to get Val up there. So. I botched my roll. Oh. Why did you have to roll? I rolled my might to be able to balance with you pushing oh me up I didn't this have hole. To, I didn't have to roll. Why did you roll? <laughs> I wanted to. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so you botch. Okay, so that adds two do you have a rewrites. Quip? Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, you have a quip? Okay, that applies here? Well, I kind of want to see what happens to see if this quip would apply. Okay. Well, the, the action succeeds, so you throw her up there, mm-hmm. and you did uh, the complication was going to well the, there was a complication of two essentially the door uh, the door is starting to weaken and whatever's on the other side is coming through mm-hmm. so right now herbert has it braced so he's like whatever it is it's coming through and he's letting you know you hoist you yeet val up so you see the you know bouncing on the trampoline you see val <laughs> going up and then she just kind of goes like ass over tea kettle, and then goes head down, straight down into the hole again. I like the idea that it has, like, a really dramatic shot of, like, her hands on the, on the, uh... Yeah, like a scrabbling. Yeah, like she's shit. grabbing onto the ledge. Yes. And then she flips over and wah, falls back down. Yeah. You have a quip? Yeah. Okay. Wait, is this as she, like, when she lands? However, whenever you want to apply it. Okay. I would say she... <laughs> She she lands and like falls flat on her ass 
but there's still like the padding underneath oh, her. Oh, the boxes and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like you know, like the stunt uh, pad. The stunt pad. Oh, the stunt pad. The yeah. stunt pad's just well, sitting it, underneath. It's painted to look like boxes. Yeah, <laughs> it's painted yes. to look like the rest of the floor. Yeah, yes. fine. Don't worry it's about like it. It's like gray, and then has like a brown box yeah, 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 colored yeah, yeah. area. Yeah. Yes. So then she throws up her hands, all exasperated, and says. If it isn't one thing, it's another, and probably another after that. <laughs> okay, so is that an appropriate catch for, or is that an appropriate I so. uh, quip? I think so. Okay. Can we add things? Add things to her quip? <laughs> to what happened to her? What if her skirt ripped too? Because <laughs> it's a tight ass pencil skirt. It is. Yeah. And you so just... she probably had like the zipper seam on the side. Um, as she's standing up, she like sees that the zipper has busted like halfway down her hip. Okay. So now she's she's looking at her. She's trying to hold her skirt together, and she's looking around this janitor's closet, and she's like, ah! And she finds like a couple safety pins and pins her skirt back together. Okay. Okay. Good. In the meantime, Juilliard rolls her eyes and says, "You are going to be the death of me today, huh?" So what well, does she get for a successful? Quip? Um, you you get a reroll. You, yeah. you get a you get a personal reroll. Oh, do you like for this instance? For whenever. Oh, sweet. You could choose to reroll it for this particular endeavor, but you're but, already on your ass. But you're already on your ass. So I'll just say that you get uh, you can apply, you can get a, re, a free reroll whenever okay. you need it. Okay. Cool. While you're doing that, I'm gonna say, okay, lover boy. Can, oh. Talking to Boggs. Okay, yeah, because Herbert takes a step, and then he, you see, he sees that you're looking at Boggs, and was like, hmm. "Aww." Yeah, no, she she looks at him, baby. You'd know if I was talking to you. All right, and he's like, "You just just get everybody out of here." I'm trying. Ah, I, I'll hold him off. She does. She does walk over, give him a kiss on the cheek, and say, "It's going to be okay." All right, he looks at you. He says, "I've seen the shit before." I mean, me too. All right, so it's, you're throwing you're throwing bogs up. Yeah, you've yeah, seen the pink go. crystal guys. No, before? she's well. Actually, she's gonna say she's gonna say it's nothing worse than downtown Memphis on a Friday. All right, he goes. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's gonna try to get bogs. All right, so throwing bogs. All right. Okay. I like that Steady. you're not eating Val again right away. <laughs> no, Val's doing something. I'm getting the oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. for my skirt. So, yeah, I'm going to do box. Uh, well, no, w- what we could do mm-hmm. is because uh, the way it worked out, you succeeded. I'm not going to take your success oh, okay, away cool. from you. Cool. So what happened is you yeet her through the hole, and she, like, it's, like, too far, and she lands on upstairs. Boom. Onto the the mat, lands and, on her ass, and, and splits her splits her skirt. Okay, okay cool. So we're cool, in a cafeteria, cool, cool, cool. Then, yes. right? So she goes and finds like the the it's twine like, that you use to like tie oh. like tie a turkey dress together. Up meat. Yeah. So yeah. she goes <laughs> to try and find something like that to right. try and thread her skirt back. Okay. Together. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So then I'm gonna try to get fogs. All right. Okay. That's gonna be. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm rolling so good, guys. Five. Five successes. Yeah, you're a turd. So yeah, oh. and now now Jake flies up there, and he's gonna have to try and I make just, his. I landing. just remembered that it's the fifties, so Bianca's sitting, just sitting in one of the cafeteria chairs, uh, leaned back, really casual, smoking from her cigarette stock. Okay, because you can smoke inside. Yes, right. it's the fifties in the cafeteria. The sure. 50s. No. Yeah, every every table has like a built-in ashtray. Yeah. Okay. And it's her building. She can smoke anywhere in this building. We're going to go ahead and I'll say, I'm going to take now 
I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to take doesn't work on me, which I will invoke later. Okay. Which is a survivor once exposed to an attack from an alien that usually imposes a combat condition, I ignore the effects from that particular attack, not only in the moment, but for the remainder of the story. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. All right. And then... All right, so Boggs has to has to make a successful oh, landing, okay. which is just, a, you know, one success, so, you know. Let's see how he does. Fails, and it's a botch. Fuck me! All I right, just so, don't know my own strength. So, yeah, see, now you see Boggs, like, come up through the hatch, and he kind of goes upside down and goes, bang! And he, you see him, he hits one of the tables. Oh, <laughs> man. And now he's, you, you hear him go, oh! Val runs over to him. Oh, honey, oh, honey, oh, honey! And he's like, oh, I think my shoulder's dislocated. Oh, my God. Damn it. And, you, and, and you're looking at him, and his shoulder is in a completely weird <laughs> position. Oh, no. Okay. We're, we're going to have to we're gonna have to fix this. Um, you should run into that wall. <laughs> she just gives you, like, daggers. If you're not going to say anything helpful, don't say anything at all. My dad's a doctor. That's how you knock a dislocated shoulder back in the place if you don't have someone who knows what they're doing. Sure. Completely. Suspicious. Have you seen my best friend? <laughs> I know things. Um, and then I blow smoke in your face. She like fans it away obnoxiously. Um, Dorothy. Hmm. Oh. Okay. What does that cost? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. I'll spend the. So you're going to spend three rewrites as for what? As, for um, the scene missing. Go ahead and read that. Yeah. So I'm going to spend three rewrites for a cinematic. Scene missing. So what this does is a player with this cinematic can use it once per story to get out of whatever sticky situation their character is currently in. The character and any other player-controlled characters in the scene cannot be harmed, killed, or otherwise made to suffer direct damage. The scene ends, and the appropriate title card flashes on the screen, and then the film resumes with the characters unhurt and in a new situation sometime later. Okay, so it's a, a new situation. So essentially you, you went from this prep so all of a sudden you're trapped in a basement, and now you're in a completely different scene. Yep, and Jake is not hurt. And Jake is not hurt. And nobody's hurt. Nobody's and, hurt. We're all fine. And you're all fine. Wait, do I get my HP back? Uh, yeah. But my, my dice are back to normal? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one the one thing that's different is that Herbert now has a big old lipstick stain on his cheek. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have a shiner anymore. He just has a lip, like a perfectly like shaped oh, yes. lipstick <laughs> mark on his cheek. No lips actually did that. <laughs> no, no, no. That was hand painted. Someone lovingly did that in the fucking hair and makeup trailer. Yes. All right. So uh, let's let's workshop this. So where is everybody now? Um, it's uh, we sure went from not knowing where we were to not knowing where we were. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's do, uh, like, some of the investigative stuff. So it was the nighttime workers mm-hmm. that are that. So, like, maybe the, the, the secret society party is still going on upstairs. Okay. Or it's just, or it's just starting upstairs. You're just getting up there after being told your mom wanted you at the department Oh, you're store. saying this the scenes are out of order? Yeah. <laughs> so we go back in the film? Yeah. <laughs> to set up for everything that just happened. Okay. They put the wrong reel in, and now it's back to the original. Yeah, okay. Original I'm, I'm all about this. And it makes sense that we're all back to, to perfect. No harm, yeah. yeah. In that case, there's no lipstick stain. Okay. And so it's just like, Scene missing, and then it's like whoop, and now Bianca's walking into. She's she's got her skirt back on. Yes, and her 
Actually, yeah, her, her coat even on and her headscarf, like, all done up. So basically, it was an entire reel and of just sunglasses a and spoiler <laughs> of what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And you're, you step out of the car and the, uh, the doorman is standing there and you see he's, he like looks at his watch and he looks at you and he says, cutting it a little bit close, aren't we, miss? Bianca just raises an eyebrow at him. That should be my catchphrase. (laughs) Raised eyebrow. Yeah. Catchphrase. Ding. I mean, that's her signature thing, right? That is her. Si- yeah, that is I mean, her thing. Uh, one, her look at look I at one of is. your uh, look at one of your uh, trademarks. Da, da, da. Sly wink to the camera. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your catchphrase is just you look at the camera, eyebrow up. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So I just raise my eyebrow at him. He but it, it's, it's it's like the, it goes it goes to the the, the like breaking the fourth the, wall the cameo shooting where it's like just her just face your and frame face. yeah, yeah and, and, her, eyebrow up. and and you can tell she's it was looking going on a different day into the camera and stuff like that because you did all of them in a row <laughs> <laughs> the background it completely changes so the lighting is weird but <laughs> it's fine now that's your catchphrase now you use that in in lieu of a quip. So th- you just you're just using it as I'm just establishing using. my catchphrase. Yes. So then in the future you just say I'm using my catchphrase, which just is the eyebrow close up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, because you you were saying like she does multiple, it's just the same shot reused <laughs> over and over. Perfect. So like obviously her outfit kind of changes because she has a coat. She doesn't have a coat. Her her top is a little more unbuttoned and loose. <laughs> But, like, it's always the same where she's, like, got it buttoned up and, like, yeah, (laughs) looking proper. I love that. Yeah. Perfect. Jeez Louise. All right. So you you give him the look and he, you know, he seemed kind of stiffened and he opens the door and he says, have a good evening, ma'am. Or miss. He still call you miss. Yeah. Does he... Does he think I'm shopping? Is that what's happening? Or He doesn't indicate. He knows who you are. Okay. And he doesn't indicate whether he thinks you're shopping or whatever. You've come and gone from this store your whole life. Yeah. So it's not yeah. anything new. That's what I wanted to make sure. All right. You walk in the front and, you know, the it's the end of the workday. So you see people are, like, cleaning up their stations and, and, you know, making sure they're pulling stock and things like that and all that other stuff. And as you come walking in, you see a group of of the workers just kind of scatter out of your way, just kind of like roaches. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming down the main aisle, you see Mrs. Dilks. Okay. Mrs. Dilks is, like, four foot nothing and shaped like a penguin. Oh, actually, hang on. How short would Bianca be now that she's not an elf? Because she's short for an elf. I, I'd say she's probably like 5'2", five 5'3". Five no, that's too tall. That's almost average. She's shorty. Like 4'11"? 4'11 seems right. Yeah, 4'11". I'm that's good at that. And she's, wearing, and she's wearing flats, too. She doesn't wear pumps. Why are oh, you so tiny? Wow. All right. So anyway, so Mrs. Dilks, uh, she like I said, she's four foot nothing, but with her beehive hairdo, she's like five foot. Right. So Bianca's like just to her beehive hairdo because she's yes. also short. And she wears like cat glasses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. All right. Little and rhinestones. Yes, little rhinestones on them. And uh, she looks up at you and she says, "You're late." Oh, I'm sorry. Are you my supervisor now? All right. She says. When your mother summons you, she expects you to be here on time. 
My mother should have summoned me earlier and given me a time. You see her, like, her nostrils flare. (laughs) And she says, well, perhaps I should tell her that then. You can tell her whatever you want. And I just walk past her to the elevator. All right. You walk past her to the elevator, and standing there is your friend, Juilliard. Yay! Uh, So Bianca walks up, and she's, like, looking really grumpy. I turn. And then she sees you, and she, like, starts to smile, and she's like, oh, Jules! Bianca? Look what the cat dragged in. Hey, girl. All right, so uh, Mrs. Dilks comes walking up behind because you had outpaced her big time. And she looks right at you, Juilliard, and says, Mm -hmm. we're not accepting applications at this time. Oh, uh, Juilliard is a guest of mine. I asked her to meet me here. And it looks like I am right on time. Wow, look at that. You beat me. Mrs. Dilks kind of, it looks like she just smelled something sour as she's looking at Juilliard. And then she looks at you and says, I do not think your mother will approve. Oh, her mother loves me. That's true. My, <clears throat> and then she stops. <laughs> Juilliard knows what Bianco is going to say, and it's, my mother likes her more than me. <laughs> and it's true, too. But she's not saying that to Mrs. Dilks. Nope. Sorry, so Mrs. Dilks just kind of stands there and just lingers for just like a second too long, and then just kind of says, very well, I will tell her that you are on your way. Appreciated. She walks off. And uh, you can see that the elevator, because the elevator's got, you know, like what floor it is, the little arrow, and it's headed down your direction. Talk about a wet rag. Oh, boy. She's on me. Hey, you want to go to a party or whatever? Dress like this? Uh, Why not? Um, She scratches her cheek and just kind of looks into the middle distance. She's thinking about, she's like, oh, wait, hang on. And then I grab Juilliard's arm and I take her to women's wear. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Wardrobe change. Yeah. I just, like, grab a dress that would be appropriate. And then I I go to a cashier and I'm like, put this on my tab. It is technically now after hours. Oh. So the cashier is, like, she's finishing out, like, counting her register. And she looks at you and she says, just putting it on your tab. It wouldn't be a tab. I just say, uh, clear this for me. All right, she nods, and you see her kind of turn, like, stiffly turn around like this fucking bitch. And uh, and then she turns back around, and she's all smiles, and she says, very well, miss. Thank you, darling. Um, her and, name is Darling. Yeah, and then I, I give her uh, $5 because money— uh, you have more money. I have than more God. sense than money. Right, and what's no, one more also money than sense. more money? <laughs> more money than sense. <laughs> you don't have any sense. That's the point. I have more money than sense. Yes, but you also have a trademark. What's money? <laughs> yes. So not only do you have a trope, but you also have a trademark. Oh my! More God. money than sense, yeah. and what's money? Yep. Yeah. So. And I think that ends the scene, and and now we're upstairs. Yes, it totally ends the scene. The other thing that happened in that scene, because the quickness of the hand deceives the mind, is that as we're going up to the register, I grab a necklace just off the rack, and I had put it on top of the dress. to add to the list? Yeah. Add to the... Just grab it. Yeah. Yeah, basically the, the department store for your entire life has been basically your closet if you should choose. Yep, exactly. And Jesus. of course I'd let my friends borrow my clothes. And, you know, and you're probably so jaded. You're like, I don't like anything here. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me just get you all this free shit on my daddy's dime. 
So uh, the scene cuts. So that's the end of the scene, right? So you mm-hmm. just like yes. you, you just like lay down a bunch of cash and. Or you don't even lay down cash. You're just you're figuratively laying down. Well, cash. I did lay down cash. Oh, the five dollars. Yeah, thing. I gave I gave just her money. Throw a five on the table, yeah. and and that's the that ends the scene. Yeah. And then it cuts back to uh, the elevators opening. Juilliard's now in a different outfit. Yes, she's wearing a three quarter length sleeve, long red dress. Uh, again, cinched waist because Bianca knows what the fuck she's about. Yep. <laughs> cinched waist, like one of those like. Cone bras, practically. She's oh, got pointy titties, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks fucking great and a beautiful. It's not real pearls because you know, it's a department store, but a little, a very I mean, nice. Yeah, cone but it's a department dress. store in the fifties. Yeah, that's it true. might be. Beautiful. It probably is real pearls. Yeah, beautiful pearl necklace. Then, although that might be have been under lock. Yeah, no, I know. That's why. That's yeah. what I'm saying. She's. It's something she snatched off. Of yeah, the so it probably is. Or yeah, it was. Or they. They were like cleaning it, and just like the person yeah. turned around, and went. Yep, 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 yep. That's what happened, <laughs> and you can tell that it's really nice because there's knots in between each of the pearls. Oh, nice. Because that's how you know that it's a nice necklace. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Fuck you, Thomas Wayne, and your cheap yeah, ass fuck pearls. You and your cheap pearls. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Doesn't know shit. <laughs> Got his wife cheap ass pearls. All right, so the door opens and uh, the elevator attendant. Uh, what's his name? Eugene Digento. Eugene Digento, also known as Digi. So little Eugene, who uh, runs the elevator. I love him so much. He's like he he has this little like uh, you know a page boy cap, you know like a paper boy cap, and he kind of he just tips it and he says, "Have a good night, ladies." He's got a really unusually deep voice for a little kid. Yeah. You too, Digi. I give him a quarter. He's a little kid. Yeah. Yeah, I give him a quarter. All right, he goes, oh, two bits, thanks. <laughs> Have a good night. She's just going to power walk go, out. And he, like, rotates the elevator switch, and he starts, and you see the doors close as he's starting to go down. So what were you doing here anyway? Oh, me? Um, I was just, I hadn't been here since moving back to town, so I thought I'd come check it out. What was my natural? What does my natural empath give me again? I forget. You get bonus dice to figuring shit out, don't you? Yeah, uh, plus two dice to intellect rolls involving emotion or discerning if someone is keeping their feelings or intention hidden from them. Oh okay. shit! Oh, cool. we're doing a roll off, huh? Yeah, doing a roll off. I'm gonna invoke a trademark: my diamond heart emotions. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that gives you two dice. And does this also? Hang, hang on, hang on. I'm also gonna do a trademark, okay. which is also my catchphrase, and I'm gonna raise my eyebrow at her whenever <laughs> she answers. <laughs> okay, um, and then would seem too much where I roll one extra dice to resist a mental or social influence. Yes. Okay, cool. So then I get three extra dice. Well, We're gonna go ahead and say what's what's lying or manipulation. Man- manipulation. Yes. And empathy. Can I do? Yes, yours would be empathy. Yours would be manip. Um, yeah, I think they're both empathy, aren't they? Manipulation. I don't have empathy, integrity? but I do have larceny or integrity. One of the two, probably. Or do either of you have persuasion? I have persuasion. I do not. But I'm I'm figuring out. I think. Yeah, it would make sense. You if could Sid use integrity. I'm going to use integrity. Yeah. So it's a total. Because you're because you're trying to maintain the. Uh, oh yeah. The role. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, so I'm rolling. Manipulation. Empathy and then extra two dice. Okay. So that's a nine. You got a ten. And that's a ten. And that's an eight. So tens count as two successes. 
So that's four successes. How does six sound? It sounds like I failed that roll and I get a re-roll it. Yeah, you do. Uh, you failed the roll. Oh, wait. Hang on. I have one more. I have one more dice because I don't know how to count because I get one for the catchphrase, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. I get so many fucking dice for this. Okay. Yeah, I failed the roll. All right. But I used my quip. So that's a 10. That's a nine. What the fuck, you bitch? <laughs> that's another four successes. All right, that's another fail. Ha ha. Nice. And I'm going to take, so that's two, so two extra. What successes, happens right? with the with the quip? It, other it, than, uh, it allows you to, give it, to get the reroll. There's not anything else mm. to add to that? Okay. No. Hmm. So you quip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Raised eyebrow. <laughs> Focus. Raised eyebrow. Same same one same, that we yeah, used before. Same real. <laughs> With the same sting, too. The yeah. same musical sting. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go ahead. I'm going to invoke another one of my survivor stunts, which is always another way, because they get two extra, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in a tight spot, you need a survivor in your midst. If a survivor can't fight their way through, they'll find an, a way out when all seems hopeless. With this stunt, the survivor always finds an additional avenue to circumvent a guard station and escape imprisonment or slip into hiding when capture seems certain. Hmm, seems sounds like, like you'll end up in a... Be, that might be a little handy. You might end up in a janitor's closet. Yeah, <laughs> compromising position. There we go. We're, we're sewing up some loops here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after we're done with all of this, any chance I could get a tour? Sure. I mean, nothing's changed here since 1932. Well, what about a behind-the-scenes tour? Nothing's changed there either. Yeah, I know. I just yeah, we I can feel a little dangerous, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, we can split off from this after my mom sees that I'm here. Yeah, there you go. And you brought a date. Hey, look at you. I don't think my mom would be happy about you as my date. <laughs> Ooh, so no lipstick stained on your cheek then, is what I'm hearing. Please no. We'll save that for later. How about she just kind of gives you like a little like a little cheek. A back. cheek not pinch. Like, not like a pin not like an actual pinch and shake, but just like a little brush. Yeah. Just a little cheek brush. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so where's this party? Let's go ahead and crash it. Also, when the scene opened with the elevator, she doesn't have her scarf or her sunglasses or her coat anymore. <laughs> like she's just in in party gear. <laughs> All right. The, With that explanation of where. So I'm you're like. having the, you're having this conversation as the uh, as the elevator door closes and the attendant takes the elevator down and you're in this like very posh carpeted hallway like red velvet carpet and there's like golden statues on little marble pedestals along the way and you can see these double doors at the far end and at the end of the hallway standing next to this double door are two men in black suits with black ties and black face masks kind of creepy bianca rolls her eyes and she's like yeah always with the dramatics with this group talk about dramatics these guys really know how to do it and they're they're like guarding the door no they're just going to open the door when you walk oh okay 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 (laughs) they're just the doorman yeah so as you walk up, they don't say anything. They don't do anything. You know, they're, they're actually still as statues. And then as you walk up, they both in unison grab a door handle. And then they open the doors to allow entry. And you can hear some like faint harp music being played as you step into this rather large ballroom-looking area. Hardwood floor. 
and there's like this music being played. And as you walk in, uh, you see this full like ivory harp that's shaped like a swan. And you see this rather lithe woman playing this harp. And you can see she's wearing a golden mask with no eye holes. These rich people oh, are man. fucking freaks. <laughs> Juilliard doesn't say that. I'm saying that. <laughs> and you see there are people walking. Google, Google's the shit that they have. Like, it's spooky. Yeah. I know. I don't like it. Fuck. Just looking at the images, it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? All right. And so, Juilliard, you see, obviously, Bianca sees this too, but you've seen it before, so it's like no big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. But to Juilliard, this is a, you know, you, you step into this and you can see that all of the men are in very nice tailored suits, but they're all in black or gray charcoal, you know, that it's, there's no like real color to anything except for maybe pocket squares on the men. All of the women are wearing vividly colored dresses. You fit in. Except, yeah, you fit in. Bianca's wearing a white blouse with a black skirt. It's fine. But she has a red belt, so. Yeah, that works. Most of the men are wearing domino masks. Aha! Most of the women are carrying like face masks with sticks so that way they don't mess up their, their, you know, like their lashes and their makeup and things like that. So they hold these sticks and they're walking around. Bianca's not. Juilliard wasn't expecting this. But there are some people who are not masked and you recognize one of them as being Sophia Laclede. There are a few other people that aren't masked. And they, the the masked people seem to be hovering or, you know, like moving around these people who are very stationary as if the people who are unmasked, you know, have like the gravity of planets and these are all satellites around them. Uh, Bianca does have her arm looped through yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And she turns to you and says, swell party. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on. Yeah, let's, let's see your mother and then maybe take a hike, yeah? Can we have the buffet table first? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. You walk over to the buffet table and- Well, we're, uh, we're seeing- yeah, we're, we're walking gonna... to Sophia first. Oh, okay. okay. And then we're going to hit the buffet table, get some to-go plates, and then- All right. We're, we're going to get some for here plates, but then we're going to take them to go. <laughs> All right, so Sophia is standing there, and she's got, you know, a group of these sycophants around her as you walk up. And you see, first thing she does is she looks dead into Bianca's eyes. She's so mad. (laughs) Everything about this is going to make her mad. And then you see her eyes widen a little bit as she recognizes Juilliard. And as the two of you approach, she addresses Juilliard and says... Oh, my dear, you look ravishing. Well, thank you, Mrs. Laclede. It's lovely to see you as always. Please, please. Sophia, darling. Sophia. Hello, mother. She doesn't even look at you. Look who's in town. I wasn't aware that you were back. I just got back not too, too long ago. Maybe a couple of weeks. Still dancing? Unfortunately, not since. And then she looks away and kind of towards the camera. Not since... (laughs) The accident. (laughs) The music swells. (laughs) And she looks sad. All right. Sophia sees, you know, kind of when you turn back to Sophia, you see that her face hasn't reacted and actually is very kind of stony. And she says, so sorry to hear that. Yes, well, 
If it was meant to be, it would have been, but alas, we struggle onwards and overcome and persevere. All right. She says, well, I'm sure that if you're looking for something, dear, we could find you something. Absolutely. I will keep that in mind. I have a few plates spinning, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Well, then, enjoy the party. Well, and then she much. looks at Bianca. I just smile at her. My most charming smile. Good evening, Mother. All right. She holds her hand out as if she wants you to take her hand. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of sideways looks at Juilliard and then the others, and she says, I would like to have a moment with my daughter. I still have Juilliard's arm linked. <laughs> I think I'm going to hit the buffet table. Good luck. Uh, thanks, Jules. Grab me a tiramisu. Oh, absolutely. I'll grab you, too. <laughs> All right, so as everyone kind of scatters, your mother's hand, like, grips yours a little bit tighter. Not like she's not, like, hurting you, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, firm. And she leans forward, and she says, you should be more respectful, Bianca. I know where you've been spending your nights, And if you wish for that to continue, you need to be more accommodating to what I'm trying to do here. Yes, of course, Mother. And you see her eyes, like, slowly linger over towards where Juilliard's at the buffet table and then comes back to you and says, Why is she really here? I just found her in a lobby. Hmm. She said she hadn't been back. You know how often we used to spend time running around the store. She did just get back to town. Her eyes narrow a little bit, and she says, I have a feeling that she's been in town longer than she's portraying. Why do you think that? All right. She looks back at you, and now she her eyes are not as hard as they had been. And she says, enjoy the party. There's a special guest tonight. Right. It's for a very exclusive members of the party. So I suggest you and your friend... Do the cursory round, make yourself seen, as I wanted you to, and then go. Of course, Mother. Do not linger. Of course, Mother. All right, and then she, 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 she like, turns her head, showing you her cheek as if she's expecting a peck on the cheek. I do. I, 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 I do the thing, because, um, you know, I know she wouldn't want me to actually peck her on the cheek, so, like, I hover by her cheek and make a sound without actually... All right, and as soon as you do that, the sycophants start to gravitate back towards you. Juilliard's still over by the buffet table. Standing at the buffet table, as Uh you're standing at the buffet table, you're, like, looking at the tiramisu, and then there's the, uh, you know, there's the crab cakes uh, on the little plates with the the sauce kind of swirled on it and stuff. And you're, like, reaching for one of the tiramisu, and this thick-fingered hand just kind of taps a different one and says... That one's much better. And you look up and you see this domino mask and very, like, rock-jawed beef of a man. And he says, I didn't know you'd be here tonight. And I jokingly, I kind of switch my hip a little bit and strike a bit of a pose just to show off my figure in this dress because I do look good. And she says... And you hear him kind of go, "Mm," as if he was almost, like, gut-punched. She says, well, now... What oyster did you come out of? <laughs> Are you using your clip? Yeah, I just, it okay. seems it seems correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, he says, uh, well, I'm certainly not as much of a catch as you are. 
And she reaches up and does her she's the actress is like trying to make it her thing just a little cheek touch okay Uh, but it's not it's not landing it's not working quite right not yet it's just a little awkward it's just a little awkward all right he says where's your mask i didn't know that i was coming to this party so you're you're a guest yeah you're not working here no see that absolute dime piece over there she points at bianca uh yeah she says i used to know her we were friends oh back before you used to know her? Yeah. You know, before she looks away. The accident. <laughs> <laughs> the music swells once more. <laughs> Unlike Bianca's eyebrow raise, this is different every single time. Every fucking time. <laughs> See, that's the she's not as established of an actress, so like she's gotta do her shit. Like she's she's gotta work for it. You see his hand kind of, yeah, as you like turn and, and, and do, you know, the accident, his hand kind of hovers near your shoulder as if he wants to comfort you. But then as you turn back away, his hand kind of drops, <laughs> drops back. This fucking guy. So are you, are you, are you a waiter here or? Well, I'm just working the buffet table. I don't really wait. It was a gig, you know, they mm-hmm. were looking, they were looking for some help and, you know, an out of work vet. I got to do what I got to do. Fair enough. Um, Herbert is, of course, aware of the crimes that I do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And she says, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here. Don't tell anybody, especially not her, but I'm here on a gig also. Oh, you need some help? Yeah, I think I will. I'm supposed to get downstairs somehow oh. into the basement. But... Well, that's easy. I mean, the basement, that's where the catering truck made all its deliveries. We got to go down there all the time. Perfect. Perfect. If you can get me down there, then... I'll make it worth your while. All right. And you see him kind of go, ooh, no problem. And then we cut scene to Val. The elevator opens up on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And Val, you are there as mm-hmm. Digi is, he's in the elevator. You had called him down there. Mm-hmm. He goes, she, oh, hey, Val. She gets into the elevator with him. And she's like, hey, Dig, you having a good shift so far tonight? Well, it's almost over. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, except I got to work late because of this party thing upstairs. Yeah, I know. I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. You know, it'd be different if they actually paid me more money. Well, actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. You feel like making a couple extra bucks tonight? All right. He, like, stops the elevator between floors. He's like, uh, what are we talking here? Like a 20? Well, I mean, you're just a kid, so hold your horses. 10? I've got seven in my pocket right now. Okay, what do you need? I need you to make sure that my friend outside gets in. Mm, I see. What would Jake think? It is Jake, you dingbat. All right, he says, oh, okay. Well, why did you say so before? Yeah, I'll take $7 to let your man in. Sure. He kind of <laughs> elbows you in the in the side, hubba hubba. She rolls her eyes at him and like nudges him back, and she's like, oh, come off it. Come on. All right, he says, where is he? He's out in the alley. I lowered the fire escape just in case you weren't available, but he's at the back alley door. Okay. Where do you want him to go? Well, that's the tricky part. Yeah? We need to get to the top floor. Ooh. Well, the elevator goes all the way to the top. Obviously. What I'm saying is, you've seen the people going up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I just dropped some people off. Okay. Are they, you know... Dressed any special way? Are they wearing anything specific so that we can try and blend in? Uh, yeah. 
They're uh, wearing these weird masks. Okay. Like Halloween masks. Oh. But it ain't no Halloween. No, it's December. So you're going to dress up as Santa Claus? He kind of thumbs and he says, I'm pretty sure Ernie's sleeping it off. You could just borrow his. Do that, that suit stinks to high heaven of beef and cheese. And whiskey. <laughs> Lots of whiskey. And probably the cheapest rye you can find. Yeah, you're probably right. There's no way in hell I'd be putting that thing Mrs. on. Mrs. Dilks made me wash the beard one time. I'm I'm sure that was... Yeah, it was, there was chunks in it. I don't know what the hell it was. Oh, did he? Like he had beef stew or something. Beef and cheese. Or, you know, clam chowder or something. I don't know. Hell, it could have been chunks of his stomach. I don't even know. Well, they don't call him mystery meat for nothing. That's true. I mean, he does eat whatever. Yeah. It's like a garbage disposal. Okay, so are you going to help me get Jake it? You going to give me the money? Money first, toots. She hands him the seven bucks. <laughs> He's like, all right, you going to go back to the dungeon? Ugh. Yeah, I have to make sure my mother is gone. Oh, yeah. Um, About that. What do you mean about that? Well... You know Jerry? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, I think she was talking to him. That guy doesn't have two nickels to run together. Mm. They don't call him Tower for nothing. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> well, okay. Didge, just make sure that Jake gets in. Yeah, yeah. And tell him that we need to find masks for ourselves. We'll strip one of the mannequins if we have to for an outfit. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think they uh, they have some of those Mardi Gras mannequins downstairs in the basement in storage. Oh no, Eric! Oh no, mannequins! Oh no! Yeah, let's you go get Jake. Mm-hmm. We'll meet back here at the elevator after I go deal with my mom and make sure she's otherwise engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so she. So you're going where? To my mom's office. Okay, you walk into the secretary pool. Right, and. Your mom's office is, like, just set off of the secretary's pool, mm-hmm. and she's not there. Does she have, like, her diary or planner or anything Oh, yeah, like our planner's that? right there on the table. Okay, I'm going to r- rifle through it. Right. You see that every—it's like you're flipping through it. Every Friday at 6 p.m., she has, in red, inventory. Great. Oh, yeah, because I did say he was stocking shelves. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, so she sees inventory written, and would each floor have an inventory, or is it just in one place? Well, all the stock would be downstairs in the basement. Okay, well, she's got to go down to the basement anyway, so. Mm -hmm. So she sees inventory in the diary and goes back to the elevator to wait for Jake and Digi to show up. All right, and the elevator opens up, and there's Jake and Digi, and Digi goes, second floor. Menswear and fiancés. You see Jake standing there and he's like, he's holding a small bouquet of of daisies. When did you have time to do that? He goes, there's a street vendor just down the street. Oh, man. I had to drive eight blocks to go get it. Just down the street, eight blocks. (laughs) What a dream. She gets onto the elevator and... says, for you, my beautiful daisy. Precious. And you, you hear, and, and uh, Digi goes, what floor? <laughs> oh, Digi. Oh, sorry, I'm just clearing out. Of, I, got a, I got a frog in my throat. Uh-huh. She takes the flowers and leans in and gives him a peck on the cheek and looks back at Digi. Uh, we need to go to the basement. To the basement. 
Ding. So you step out, you hear a scraping noise. It sounds like somebody's like running a push broom, but mm-hmm. in a very methodic pace. Is there anything else? Like as we step off the elevator, it's like what else is in the room? Um, well, it's more of a hallway. You like oh, okay. step out, and it's like you're in, you're in like a hallway. You can go left or right. The scraping noise is coming from your right. The left looks like it just kind of turns in like heads deeper into the basement. The right, you can hear it. It's like it, there's also a corner, but it's a lot closer. We're gonna go left. And the okay, the light where all right. So you hear the scraping coming from the right. The light on the left is flickering. Of course it fucking is. And Jake goes, they don't do maintenance down here. I mean, do you know of any rich department store owner to take care of anything besides their paycheck? Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, you earn a honest living. An honest living of gossip? Well, I mean, sure. But, uh, you know, you do it so well. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be a compliment or not. I'm supporting you, babe. Yes, Come yes, on. yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we're still going to go left. Okay. So you head left into the flickering lights. Great. And as you are walking that direction, you actually do see a maintenance guy in the maintenance coveralls. And you see he's got a wrench and he's like tapping one of the light fixtures. Tap, tap, tap. He's got his back to you. He's standing on like a like a footstool. Tap, tap, He just wanted tap. me to run into somebody. That's all it was. <laughs> Jake's like, is he going to try and, like, unscrew that light fixture with that wrench? Yeah, something seems kind of fishy here. And the lights go, and, like, brown out. So it's still a little bit of light, but it's, uh, and he stops tapping the, the light fixture, and his arm comes down, and then he turns, and as he's turning, you can see there is a faint pink glow to his face as he has two pink lights coming from the front of his head. And Jake's like, what the? Val grabs Jake's hand and starts pulling him the opposite direction. And, and and you're pulling Jake, and Jake's like resisting your pull, and he's like, hey, buddy, what's wrong with you? Jake, Jake, I think we I think we should go. And then the maintenance guy like takes two steps down off of the, the step stool, and he turns, and he's got the wrench in his hand, and he, the step stool is like one of those like steel mm-hmm. step stools, and he takes the wrench, and he goes, bang, 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 and he hits the metal step stool, and the sound just reverberates all around you. Great. Love this for me. Okay. Yes, perfect. Cut back to us. Yeah. You see Juilliard making small talk with one of the, like, with the guy running the... Yeah. um, I think Bianca will go to Juilliard first. Okay. You walk over to Juilliard. The mook behind the the, the table... I don't even realize he's there. He just kind of holds out one of the tiramisu. Tiramisu. Uh, Thank you. See, I told you I'd save you one. There's like 80 of them sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) I asked you to grab me. It doesn't matter. Um, I have to make rounds... But then Gross. my mom wants me to leave. Hey, say, come to think of it, do you think that they still have that stash of booze downstairs? They have. No, she I she mean, gestures to the bar, yeah. the open bar. But it's no fun if we're supposed to take it. Besides, if she wants us out of here, then may as well. Well, I have to make the rounds first. Oh, yeah, and then no, 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 no. Make the, make, make the yeah. rounds first, and then maybe let's go downstairs and have a little fun. Sure. Do you want to make the rounds with me, or you want to talk to your friend? I'll, I'll make the rounds with you, sure. Okay. Sure, sure. Oh, dear, you hear from behind you. And here I thought you weren't even coming. Hey, Ari. 
I turn around and I I, I do a yeah. with her. And she she you know <clears throat> does it back and she says eyebrow up like opposite eyebrow that you raise. Oh fuck. <laughs> and she says But she doesn't get the close up. No, she doesn't get the close up. Uh she says, "Who's your friend?" You remember Juilliard? Do I? Hi Ari. It's so good to see you. Right. She's back in town. All right, she says, "Oh, yes." Yes. I He's... remember you. Didn't you used to dance or something? Yeah, I used to dabble. Dabble. Here and there. Yes, that is what I would call it. Well, Bianca is us... eating her tiramisu <laughs> while this happens. Is is Ari being played by Betty Page? Yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I guess some of us have talent and some of us don't. And... Some of us used to have talent, yes. And Herbert can see that behind her back, she is clenching her fist so hard that it's leaving marks on her palm. You feel you feel his hand on yours, and he's like pulling the fingernails out of your palm. Oh! And then when you close your hand again, you feel it's on the handle of a knife. <laughs> what? My man, what love a, this guy. What a baller ass move. <laughs> love this. And she just says. Well, that's great. I'm so glad that you're just here in town. What are you doing? All right. She says, oh, and she kind of gestures like waving behind her and says, why, this whole party's for me, dear. Oh, so useless things then is what I'm hearing. Oh, that's quaint. And she turns to Bianca and says, when you're finished, I would like to speak to you. Of course. I think if it's okay with you, B, I'm going to go for a smoke break really quick. She's turned to you, and she you see her like eyes go to Ari. Yeah, yeah. It, it, she's making it clear to you that if she stays in this party with this bitch any longer, she's gonna throw hands. Yeah. So or knives. Or knives. Yeah. So yeah. she takes. She does take the knife and like stick it in her purse <laughs> quickly. No problem. See you when you're done. And she does the same thing to you. The on either cheek, just because right. you know it's a status thing. It's showing other people at this party that you're an equal. I am. All right, and uh, you hear Herbert say to someone, hey, I'm going to take a 15. And the guy's like, um, okay, sure. Just, uh, you're, all right, 15 minutes as of now. And Herbert's like, yeah. He's like, I could use a smoke too. You want to bum a cigarette? Uh, yeah. You rolling your own? Oh, of course. All right. It's the only way I like them. I know exactly how you like them. All right, you see him go, oof. All right, let's go. I know a quick way down. Perfect. I think we can just show a couple of shots of Bianca, like, talking to people and then get to the meat and potatoes. Okay. So, Ari, you're the new regent? That's the plan. Congratulations. Thank you. And as my uh, first order of business, I'm going to bring in some new blood, and I was wanting to know if you were interested in a uh, position. Oh, Ari, I'd be delighted. What were you thinking? Treasurer? I am great with money. Of course. We all are. But, you know, I need somebody who I can trust. You know you can trust me, Ari. Of course. But I will have to say, and then she looks at the door that Juilliard left, says, you're going to have to leave some toys behind. Because as of right now, we will be running the show. It is our time. And all of these old goats creeping around here, sniffing each other's butts, will answer to us. Ari, I love it when you're crass. I can't help it. I'm passionate about this. So, yes, 
You're willing to swear it on the book? <laughs> and I'm assuming that the book, we hear the capital letters. The book. Yes. The book. Well, I'm going to have to have her leave and say goodbye. Of course. Of course. So, yes? Yeah, of course. Okay. You and me, Ari. That's right. She winks at her. All right. She says, well, then. Since we're in agreement, she like holds out her hand, knuckles up, almost like kiss my ring, but it's like hold my hand. Mm -hmm. And she says, I want to show you something. Oh, I'm all yours. She leads you into a, there's like a, you know, because this is like a ballroom, there's some arched doorways and whatnot. And one of the arched doorways has two of the masked goons standing there. And as she walks up, as you walk up, one of the masked goons just kind of looks like he's about to stop you from coming in. And this is exactly where my mom doesn't want me to go, right? Of course. <laughs> she okay. was trying to keep me away from this. Yeah. And you actually look over and you can see. Suck it, you Sophia. Can, you can see your mom watching you walk directly to this mm -hmm. door. Yeah. You're in so much trouble. And as like one of the guys is starting like to lean. Like hand in hand with Ari. Yeah, yeah. Is starting to lean forward. One of the masked guy's face turns toward your mother as if to like, what should I do? And that's when Ari says, step aside, boys. And then they kind of stand there for a second. And then they step aside and you walk through the doorway. Perfect. All right, Juilliard, where are you going? Oh, we're going downstairs. Okay. Maybe. Going into the basement? Yeah. Okay. So you head down into the basement. Juilliard has been spending all of the time in the elevator, like, absolutely fucking fuming. So, Val, you and Boggs, you're pulling Boggs back, and he's, like, puffing out his chest. And he's like, what's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you? And you're pulling him back, and you hear the elevator ding. Jake, we need to get on the elevator. We need to go. All right, he's like, what's wrong with this guy? I don't know, but let's not stick around and find out, shall we? All right, I think you're trying to manipulate him or oh. persuade him. Yeah, I have persuasion. All right. Should I do persuasion and cunning? Mm-hmm. And then plus one to mental and social influences for okay. my, um, I think that's blissful ignorance. Yeah, it's like, uh, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that guy. Let's just go. Yeah, okay. That is five successes. Five? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you uh, you definitely convince him. Well, I'm, let's, gonna, let's make it a, a, unopposed. Oh, boy. Because so, he's like, no, we got to figure out what's going on down here because my- My inquisitive it, nature. My inquisitive nature, and, you know, I'm a Snoopy reporter. You got three successes. All right. So you so you get uh, one extra. I'm going to use my extra two successes for sudden bravery. Okay. That stunt is, with the stunt, you're able to channel your inner resolve to overcome overwhelming odds. By using the stunt, they're able to ignore penalties imposed on them for the remainder of that scene that come from fear or psychological-based effects. Cool. Okay. All right, so you, uh, you're you pulling him towards the elevator. Mm -hmm. Elevator, you heard it ding, and standing there, you see two people. One's like a big beefcake-y guy, and the other one is a rather austere-looking woman. Are they still standing in the elevator? One or of getting... the guys, the guy is wearing a mask. <gasps> Just what I need. Oh, well. How convenient. Now you, I believe, know Juilliard, we don't do. you? We do. We're friends. Yeah, we're but friends. But why are we friends? I well, that's a good question. no idea. Um, we're, uh, shows still exist. 
Yeah, but I am not friends with Joe. I was about to say, oh, and yeah. she's probably my old roommate, or she probably is still my roommate until Bugs and I get married. Oh yeah, yeah. Would you have a roommate, or would you live with your mom? Because um, oh, most of the time, maybe I live with Maureen. It could be yeah. Liliana. Uh, that's, that's how it. I know yeah. you. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> I can't we're believe school. we forgot. That bitch exists. Of course. Fuck her. Yeah. I was just like, Valerie? Jules? What, what are, are you doing here? What are you doing here? I work here. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being so weird? Because we and she stumbles over her words in actuality. And who's this schmuck? Are you pointing at Boggs? Yeah, <laughs> you dick. You know who Boggs is? Yeah, you. Alright, he says you look familiar to me. Do I? That's I have that kind of face. I've seen her before, Val. Probably, honestly, I've hung out with. I've hung out with Val before. Hmm, that must be it. She was yeah. one of Liliana's old flings. Yeah. Oh. So I've been a bit I, of a fixture. I can assure you, Liliana did not leave a harmful impression on this one. Oh. She does a loud wink. <laughs> um, like, hmm, is okay. there a, is there hustling coming from? Yes, you, okay. hear, you hear like a shuffling noise, I, and from the darkened corridor, you see multiple glints of pink light. I imagine that Juilliard, as like as she sees Val, like gets off the elevator and wa- starts walking towards her, mm-hmm. and you know pulls I mean, Herbert along with her. Yeah. So as you step out, the elevator, you hear a buzz as if it's being summoned, and he's like, oh, got to go. And you hear the elevator moving. Bye-bye, Digi. Um, Thank God he's safe. And then also, while they were in the elevator, Juilliard had slipped Digi $2 to to not bring anyone else down to the basement for the interim. All right. Because she's she's doing crimes. Gotcha. Okay. Obviously, this this bitch can override that because... No problem. She's the boss's daughter, but... Yep. No problem. Also, there are other ways of getting down to the basement. True. And she says, thanks, kid. All right. And so she's like, what are you... No, seriously, though, why are you in the basement? I was coming to check inventory. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious right now? No. But why I'm down here doesn't matter. We gotta go. Oh, my... What in the world... There's there's something going on. I don't know if it's just the janitorial staff or the maintenance staff, but the guy around the corner, I don't I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's got pink glowing eyes and there's more of them. And as you say that, that's when coming into the flickering light, you see these shambling guys in coveralls. One of them's like dragging a mop. The other one's got a a wrench in his hand and they're just kind of stumbling towards you. All right, so you're like, you see them and you're like. <gasps> There's a quick zoom into us. like a... Yeah, from underneath. Whoa, yeah, like yeah, up exactly. Your face. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> and then we cut to Bianca. You walk through this doorway and it's uh, it's very dim in here. And as you start walking forward, you see that there's a chair and in front of like a, like almost like a throne chair. And in front of it is a glass case. And in this glass case, you see what appears to be a book. Ooh. Is this stuff usually here? No. Okay. 
So this is a special yes. throne, special yes. book that I've never seen before. Correct. Okay. Is Arya leading me to the book? Yeah, yeah. Right to it. Okay. All right. And her hand's like hovering around the outside of the case. She says, you can almost feel the power emanating from it. This is the book? Part of it. What is it? All right. She says, well, from what I understand or what they tell me is that there are two pieces to this book. This and then the other one, the other piece, which is kept secret and locked away. So what's the significance of this book? And why is it split? She rests her hand on the glass case and she closes her eyes and she says, it's a strange tale of St. Louis lore. Bianca perks up a little at that. It's the first-hand account from the mad priest, Evan Leary. And she kind of pauses there for a moment. All about something that happened a long time ago and the key to opening up anything that we want, everything that we want. So what? It's got power like... Political power. I mean, I don't know. We won't know until we make it whole again. And that's our plan? Yeah. You see, those relics out there, they're too scared. They're too afraid because of the way things should be and the way things always have been. We're going to change things and we're going to start with this, right? We'll get the entire story, everything that this whole society has been doing and up to. We'll get the whole story finally from beginning to end and we can determine how we want to guide it into the future. Yeah. You see, this this book supposedly tells the story of what happened to some of the original members of this society. Okay, yeah. Where's the other half? Your mother knows. I think it's here. I think when they're fully prepared to give me the regency, I am to swear on the book, the whole book. I think it's here. So it's just a matter of time. I could go snooping around for it. Why would you want to do that? They're going to bring it up to me. Uh, I guess that's true. Just a little sneak peek, you know. Sounds like you're trying to convince her of something, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, persuasion and manipulation. Sounds good. And... Creative narrative, perchance. You want to apply your creative narrative? Yeah. Like, why, explaining why you would want to... Why Ariana want, um, like, an advanced sneak peek or, like, advanced knowledge of, of what's in it or whatever? Yeah, that's what I was going for. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to do it? I thought, like, what I already said... No, adva- no the, the advanced... Or the... Uh, that gives you two bonus dice. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Time for my best roll. Booyah. That's three tens. Holy shit. And two eights. So oh, six, six, seven, seven eight. eight. Eight successes. Yeah. You net two. She got three tens as well. What Damn. All right. So you net two. So you end up getting two over what you need. Okay. I'm going to take crowd control. Okay. Um, when a successful manipulation roll is made against a supporting character asking questions about the character's activities, the character gains plus three dice when dealing with the next supporting character, followed by plus two dice for dealing with the second, and plus one for each additional supporting character after the first. Okay. So that seems like it lasts forever? I guess. Damn. So she, uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. 
because you know the whole thing is I'm the regent. I'm 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 to I am to assume the position of of regent and interpreting the words of the prophet, right? So if I had advanced knowledge of what the book says, then yeah, they would think that I'm tapped into that. Exactly. You'd do that for me? Of course. You're my best friend. Burning this bridge. <laughs> what? Right. She's like, I'll buy you some time. Thanks, Ari. Is she going back out? Yeah. I want to swipe this part of the book. <laughs> okay. You'll have to get through the case. I mean, it's not like, you know, there's no lasers or anything, but it's, you know, it's definitely not easy. So it'd be a large Wait, hang on. Is there, is there a thing? Are there any things that I can use over there? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wait, the alien one. I think that works. Okay, so I'm going to spend two rewrites. Okay. And I'm going to use You Drop This. All right, so cinematic, You Drop This. Yep. Encountered characters for whom the cinematic is played gain an alien artifact at start of play or over the course of play and always very conveniently be furnished with the exact knowledge they need to utilize it. Perhaps the encounter itself imbues the character with the special alien energy needed to fire their weapons or activate their devices. So essentially it's... I'm, I'm going to get the book, and I'm going to use it to get the other half of the book. Okay. That sounds good. So you're like, you're looking at this case in this book, and... The screen just cuts. Cuts. It, it, it just cuts to me with the book in my hand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a little bit of that like, burn yeah. reel. Uh, yeah, a bu- cigarette burn. Uh, yeah, burn reel. Yeah, so it's like... It like and then it like... <laughs> And then you're like holding the book. Yeah, and yeah. it's not a it's not a missing scene. No, it's just like part of the reel is damaged. Damage. Yeah, there you go. You have the book and the the case is open, and you're holding it, and like there's like this back glow. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm kind of reading through it. So I was clearly standing underneath you with oh, a yeah. flashlight. I was flashlight. just thinking somebody has a flashlight under. <laughs> yeah. I, I do I do a quick scan through the book. Just... Yeah, so you're like browsing the book. Yeah, but just like a minute, and then I'm gonna hide it up in my skirt. Enormous skirt, my skirt yeah. pants. That yeah, works. all right, skirt pants. All right, so um, we have a we have an open spot in the uh, in the cinematic. So the next cinematic is summon the stuntman. So I have the book. You have the book. And um, you, you, so the, the 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 screen is or the the camera is like focused on you. You're holding the book. It's like bottom lit, so they like somebody's under you with a flashlight, and uh, you know under the book, and it's like a close up of your face as you're seeing this, and your eyes and, are wide. And, and, yeah, I have the book in the hand in my hands, and I open it up, and it has the flashlight, and that's like one shot, and then the next shot, which like if you're thinking about it, is a delayed reaction, but it seems because it's. It's the first time you're seeing her face. She goes, oh. <laughs> <What> <laughs> it kind of has a gasp of surprise. <laughs> okay. I right, love because it's, it's really, it's just a picture of the book. <laughs> yeah. It's, those aren't even my hands in the first shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You have, a, you have a hand double. No, um, no. It, it was added in post. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's how they damaged the film. Yeah. <laughs> Leading yeah. up to it. Ah, perfect. So now So yeah, then I'm I, I'm kind of looking through it and then I'm hiding it in my scants and then I'm hightailing it out of there. To the secret staircase that's uh just adjacent to this yes, dark room. Clearly. Okay. Yep. So downstairs. Mm-hmm. These creatures Which I have vibes for where the other half oh, of the yeah, book absolutely, is now because absolutely. I got 
essentially you're going to arrive after the first round of combat. You're going to like step out of the secret door and be like, hey. A janitor's closet. How convenient. Yes. All right. So initiative. All right. The order is determined by each character's appropriate skill plus cunning roll with the director rolling for each character of note. Okay, so it's going to be whatever skill you're going to use in this combat. Close combat, obviously, and cunning. And cunning, that determines your, and you're looking for numbers of success, and that'll determine your initiative. Can I invoke a trademark up my sleeve? Sure. Because I think that that means that she's fucking always ready. Yeah, yeah. And also, she literally does have a knife up Up her her sleeve. sleeve. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. right. It's in her purse. Yeah, well, Um, probably. Would I use... I don't know what skill I would use. I have cunning, but I don't know what skill would make sense here. Well, if you're diving out of the way or something, it would be athletics. I have... I mean, there's like steam, you know, like uh, electrical boxes and shit like that yeah. if you wanted to like... I have technology. There you you go. could You could try to get the lights parking again, honestly. That would maybe help. The, the only other thing that I was thinking is like, I don't know what enigmas is. Enigmas. Uh, possession of this skill represents the character's command of logic and their capacity to analyze and solve everything okay. from riddles and puzzles to complex mathematical processes. In some cases, this capacity is the product of a naturally disciplined and discerning mind, and in others, particularly in the case of characters skilled at mathematics or cryptography, is the result of formal training and associated academic discipline. I'm going to say that enigmas in this instance is like logic. Sure. And I'm trying to suss out, like... Be problem-solving. Yeah, I'm problem-solving how to get us out of this situation. Does initiative change every round based on what you're doing? No, I think it stays throughout. But you can use um, stunts. Your soul. You can use stunts. I think think there's stunts you can use, like general stunts, where you can actually, like, bump yourself up in the initiative and Uh things like that. All right. All right, so what did you guys roll? I rolled two. All right, Juliet is two. Oh, I guess the follow-up is, should I go ahead and roll initiative then? Yeah, I'll just keep you, I'll just add you in whenever you go. I rolled three. What's command, like leadership, taking command of the situation sort of thing? Yes, telling uh, telling people what to do. Let's see. That seems like something I would do. As a mouth? Yeah. So what'd you get? Two. That's pretty basic. Um, Classic okay. Bianca. All right, so uh, Val goes first, then the monsters go. Hell yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Herb and Jake both got twos. Everybody got two. Except for me. Yeah. And the monsters. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, but PC goes first. Unless I want to give a rewrite for them to go first. All right, so these monsters compiling in. I'll say there's a total of, I'm going to randomize. Eight of them. Uh, fuck me. But only three of them can attack at once. Yeah. So we'll say that one on uh, Herbert and one on Jake. No. Okay. How, then, co- how come only three can attack at once? Because you're in a hall, narrow hallway. Oh, I thought we were Space. in a big open basement. No, no. You're not, it's a we small haven't really hallway. gone out into the basement yet. We're just in the corridors surrounding the basement from the elevator. Right. All right. So one person is being attacked from the two of you. So let's see who it's going to be. Juilliard has already pulled a knife. If that helps. Okay. So you just gonna, you're just you're just volunteering for that. Yeah, sure. Pull an aggro. I'll take it. I'll give you. Ah, oh, thanks. Rewrite for that. All right. So, um, all right. So the one attack on Juilliard. Then. Mm-hmm. All right. So it is. Do I get to roll anything? You. Or do I just roll to soak whenever? 
that happens. It is an so attack, if, so on your turn, you can uh, use your action to defend yourself. Yeah, but then I haven't had a fight. So, right? so I'll just wait and soak, I guess. Yeah. All right. Ah! One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six successes. Do you want to break? This is an what? That was an eight. Did I bump it or something? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Thank you, teacher. Can I do something else? Maybe. Oh, stuntman! 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 I want to summon the stuntman, actually. All right, so you're going to spend two rewrites. Two rewrites. And two rewrites. A player with this cinematic can, once per story, call in a stunt performer to undertake a physical action or a series of physical actions on their character's behalf. A stunt performer isn't being paid to act, so cannot speak on camera. As such, their utility is limited to physical feats, running, jumping, swimming, diving, driving, and fighting. Stunt performers can suffer horrific injury, but no wounds or damage transfer to the characters. So I think... I think the stuntman's going to take so this one, huh? Yeah. The stuntman's going to take your whole fight for you. Man. But he, it's automatic successes, right? That's how it works? Well, first of all, it's it, it essentially it just becomes this attack is going to go at the... Yeah. Oh, it's not. It doesn't keep fighting. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. I thought it did. You can if you want it to. You can. It's a. It's an action or a series of actions. Mm -hmm. So well, if we're, you, we're gonna see how let's see how this pans out. See how this pans out. Right. Because the the monster's base damage is two. So it's two, four, six, eight damage. And so the stuntman has to soak eight. So that is. Okay. Oh, shit. Good One, Lord. two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Incredible. Our blind rules. <laughs> yes, this stunt, your stunt performer steps, so it's like a cut and this well, what, is it, what does a stunt performer look like? Very similar, slightly different hair color and different hair texture because this person actually has straight hair. And Juilliard, of course, has curly hair. It's kind of gelled straight. Also, her cheekbones, not nearly as good. Mm -hmm. Waist, not nearly as snatched. But <laughs> still pretty. All right. So what happens is this: uh, the one with the, the wrench comes in and just goes, bang, and hits the stunt performer. But the stunt performer, it's like a, a quick switch over of the camera angle and just... Uh, does this like martial arts move and goes and like deflects it down mm -hmm. and then it cuts back to Juilliard who's now standing in that same position. Yes. Hooray. All right. So we have a new cinematic hole. So the new cinematic fan favorite, favorite villain. Oh, fuck. <gasps> Let's have the two of you roll your uh, soaks for your respective uh, NPCs. Yeah. Let me roll the attack on them first because they, they don't get to defend because it's the monsters yeah. go first. So the attack on Jake. Okay. How many dice do I get for his defense? For his defense, you're going to, you get five. One, two, three. Oh, um, he soaks two of them. All right, so they do base two damage, so he takes four damage. So Jake is now at four hits. Fuck. Of ten. My man. So he's, he's it's just a flesh wound, babe. Is uh, it though? It is. Okay, and then how many do I get to soak? Um, Wait, if he if they do base two damage, then when and he soaked all but one, then wouldn't that be three? Total damage instead of four. Yeah, you're right. 
Thanks, babe. Still a flesh wound because three is flesh. Yeah, still, still a flesh wound, but. Um, Herbert gets six dice. Okay. For his soak. One. Nice. So you're looking for three successes to soak it all. Three. Okay, got it. There's one success so far. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a 10. I, that's a 10 again. Yeah. Three, three on the dot. Okay. Nicely so, done. Yeah, he soaks the damage. Suck it, zombies. Crystal zombie fuckers. All right. But he, he does get a very, like, a very fetching. Yeah, just a like a, a red mark on his face from the, yeah. the mop stick. Pow. Ah. Yeah. It's the shiner. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the, the shiner. That's where he gets yeah, the yeah, shiner. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, knocks his, it mostly knocks his domino mask off. So yes. that we can see his face now. <gasps> yeah. His, yeah. Um, his actually and there's handsome a very, face. There's yeah. a very dramatic shot of his face because, yeah, his handsome face. Yeah, he's handsome right now. Yep, shiner and the little blood on his lip. So yeah, <laughs> the stick very hit him across aesthetic. the face. Yep. All right. Uh, so, Val, what are you doing? Um, all right, so my man just took a big old, I mean, it's just a flesh wound, but he, mm-hmm. my man got hurt. I really want to put this card into effect. It okay. doesn't have to happen now, but I want to put that card you into effect. You have one rewrite in there. Can't, is is everyone fine with what that? What is the card? It's, I mean, it doesn't matter. Just do it, but. It's the Twas Beauty Did Something to the Beast. Players with this cinematic can activate to initiate romantic plot or subplot that could alter the entire complexion of the conflict going forward, or it might not. Depends on the motivations of the characters involved. So you're gonna do it? Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna flutter your eyelashes at a zombie? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know that it necessarily has to Players go. I, I don't think she has to actively do something. No. <laughs> it's more so just GM fuckery. All right. So here's what happens. Great. Jake takes a wrench or, you know, like a smack to the face. And he's like, oh, or like in his shoulder. He's like, oh. And then he kind of steps back. The zombies are, it's it's their turn. But you're, uh, you step up and you're like, my man. And you look over your shoulder and the zombies are standing there. And then behind the zombies, you see something. Looks like it's wrapped in rags. And it's got glowing pink eyes too. And it points at Val. And just goes. Why are you? Why? Oh no! Why you did this to yourself? <laughs> that card's fun. usually used to help you, but you're like, no, I want I'm this to be it. terrible. Because <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, so replacing that card is call the understudy. Is that my action or do yes, I? Yes, that can. Okay. Well, no, no. It uh, you just you just spent the rewrite. It's, okay. it's now your action. Okay. So this this larger creature in the back has now indicated something to you, like. Oh, man. I don't know that she want like, I don't necessarily know that I want to make any kind of attack at them and pull any additional aggro than I already have. So I'm going to, like, start trying to shuffle Run people. Away. Yeah, shuffle people back towards right. the... The janitor's closet? Yeah, the janitor's closet. I didn't know if it would be, like, around that sure, other corner. Of That's where you saw the janitor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes total sense. Absolutely. The janitor's closet's wherever we need it to be. Yeah. All right, so you start head, you're like pulling Jake towards the janitor's closet. Yes. Okay. All right, so that uh, that pulls you and Jake out of combat. Juilliard, you're up. Okay, I think I'm gonna be slashing. Okay. Doing a little knife work. Sure. All right, so then that's my dexterity, I think. 
Um, dexterity and close combat, right? Yup, sure is. So that's going to be eight. Nice. And I would like to argue that quickness of the hand deceives the mind okay. applies here because sure. she's quick. That's oh, yeah, whole, absolutely. That's so fast you don't thing. even see. It's like they think you're going one way and you're really going the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so. deking them out. Sure. <laughs> okay, let's see how we do. <sighs> okay. Oof. So that's five. Okay, so it's an attack, so you only needed one. Mm-hmm. So that's four uh, stunts. Yeah. So that stunt that I did earlier, it was in a different scene, right? And the stunt only lasts for one scene. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to go ahead and invoke Fighting Retreat. Okay. And I'm going to do some damage, but then I'm also going to start hustling Get the towards hell this out closet. Of okay. And I'm going to grab. Can I grab? Herb. Well, Herb hasn't gone yet, oh, so yeah, he can true. go. So, I'll let so he can go on his own. He's like, "Go, go! I got this." Um, so yeah, you're gonna. So you do damage. Then that's uh, I do a lot of damage. I don't know. Well, the, the, a knife does one. Yeah. I'm fairly certain it does one. Um, so and then five five damage total. Yes. These things are not actually very sturdy. Whoa! You don't say. So you slash one with your knife, and it goes down, and just kind of very real blood, like person blood. Oh, no. You did a murder. You did a killing. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and, yeah it's, Homicide. The, the guy's overall says, like, Carl. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, so fighting retreat. So you retreat into the janitor's closet, and you get in there, close the door, and then you hear, boom, 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 it's me, it's me. And you open the door just long enough for Herb to f- come into, and you see he's all beat to shit. He's like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Or, no, he doesn't cuss because it's this 50s movie. So it's, uh, we need to get the heck out of here. I was, I was hoping to deus ex machina me to already being in the, <laughs> the closet. Uh, it's like you're, yeah, you're already in the closet. Yeah, you're like yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what? How did you guys get here? Because this is where the safe is. Oh, fuck, really? Oh, goddamn. Oh, all right. What? It's a completely different closet than the previous scene. Yes. Where this yeah. actually happened. <laughs> and now there's just a random safe sitting in the corner that nobody paid attention to in the first scene. Right. No, it's uh it's yeah, it's the uh the safe and then Have I cracked the safe yet? Of course you have. Of course I have. You've already, you've been oh. down here for a minute at least. Yeah, and I I'm already changed. I have pants on instead of a skirt and I have the book tucked into my into my belt, which isn't actually practical at all, but they do it in movies and TV shows a lot. We'll see that you have cracked the safe. So it's open it, you just like open it. Oh, I meant the half that I already have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the other half you're like opening up the safe and you this door opens and these people, you know, everybody starts filing in and look like they're beat up and stuff. B? Oh, hey, Jules. What are you doing down here? Uh, I had to get something from the safe completely legitimately. (laughs) Is that B? What's in your pocket there? I'm just happy to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Get it through the sensors. It's fine. Don't worry about it. This is like... They think it's just a weird cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what are you doing down here? It's dangerous. Really? I'm just yeah, well, I just 
I had to get something from my family safe. There's there's a bunch of mooks out there with glowing pink eyes. What? And there's a what? <laughs> like a, a zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very wow. dramatic. Dun, and there's dun, dun. and there's the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. The <gasps> and that's when the door start goes. <laughs> And that's when Bianca's going to grab what she was going for in the safe. Okay. Hopefully they're like kind of distracted by the boom of the door since they're scared. Herb uh, puts his back to it and he's like, we need to figure out a way out of here. And then the scene cuts. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly we're in the cafeteria. That's right. (laughs) And yeah, you're in the cafeteria. Um, And as you're like kneeling there and, uh, you know, like, like catching your breath and Jake's got his his arms kind of hanging there. No, he, the the cut thing before said that he's not damaged at all. So he Oh, that's right cuz yeah. so he's like he's yeah, like this is where the, this is where the healing from the missing uh-huh. scene went. Yeah, we're running out of time. So it's uh uh so at, when it cuts back, it's like it cuts but it doesn't cut back to where you were. It cuts like a little more ahead. Mm-hmm. So there's like all these like pink-eyed bodies laying around you nice. and oh uh, everybody's kind of looking a little a uh, little beat up and this there's this half in half out of the hatch is this this mummy wrapped creature and it's just and it looks like it's just been stabbed and bashed to death and it's just kind of laying there and uh, Jake's like is everybody okay Juilliard is up you know clutching Herb's shirt, and she's holding yeah, on his, to his, his shirt. Support. Like was ripped. <laughs> nice, so. nice. But she's she's very purposefully holding on to the shirt because censorship. She can't touch his bare chest. That would right. be right, scan- scandalous. Scandalous. Right. So she's just. Ah, I think so. Right. Yeah. He's got like one arm uh, around you as you're clutching him, and he's got the uh, bro- like a broken table leg as he's standing there. Jake is uh, he's like looking at the ruins of his camera that he had to use to like no. he destroyed it to try and you know, like <laughs> save Val from being like grabbed by this big thing. I feel like Val would have actually gotten grabbed by this. Oh thing. yeah, absolutely. Probably has has some, some claw marks on her. She's got like huge claw marks down her back. Yeah. yeah. And she's just probably like curled up, sitting on her butt, but her knees are pulled to her chest and she's just kind of shaking, sitting on the floor next to this thing. Bianca's fine. She looks like she just got off of her coffee break. (laughs) What the fuck? The actress is like kind of phoning it in a little bit. And... She she's just like holding the book, like clutching it to her chest and she's just fine. You see her and she's fine and she like gets out of this crouch and then she's like, yeah, I'm fine to Jake, like really dramatically. Like (laughs) she was she was phoning it in and then she's like, oh, wait, I've got to. I gotta bring it. (laughs) (laughs) The award-winning shit right here. Yeah. All right. And he says, what is this all about? I don't understand. Yeah. What's that book that you're holding? Why was it? Why was it trying to get that book? The book. I. It's better if you don't know. I've. I've got to bring this to collateral. She'll know what to do with it. All right. And then that's when Jake looks at you and says, "Collateral. The underground resistance." Of course, yeah. It's a slightly different, like, sect of anarchism. So we're, we're like, beefing. It's, like, collateral. It, yeah, the leader. She's she's amazing. All right, and that's when Jake looks over at Val and says, I may have my story after all. 
sana ka nanay. Beautiful. April Fools! <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we will catch you in next April Fools' Day, I guess. Adios, beaches. <laughs> what the heck? Deuces.